Popo. We've got a good show for you today. Some members of my team have been working overtime like bottled up senses. Oh, can we get Senses Working Overtime by XTC and play that later on? Yes, tune, find that. Let's have that. That's a song. Did you get Monty Python tickets yesterday? If you did, phone up and gloat. The first show, about 16,000, 17,000 people, sold out in 43.5 seconds. They immediately added four more nights. The whole thing sold out in 15 minutes. Wowzers. I got some, but I, I, I paid well over the odds for them. I paid double for some tickets. Well, they're not very good seats. But, 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 but. Oh, look at this. My team is uh, looking after me well this morning. Thank, thank you. Look at that. If you did get Monty Python tickets, feel free to phone up and gloat. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including when is a road improvement not a road improvement? Well, when it makes things worse. This story came from you yesterday, so thank you for this. Dunstable's new shared space. Lovely idea. Cars and pedestrians living side by side like ebony and ivory. Trouble is, neither side knows what the other side's doing. It's more like Frankie goes to Hollywood's two tribes. Now, which is the number of sports... Uh, one, sorry, is the score from two tribes. It's also the number... But you've written... This is so complicated, Catherine. Yeah. Let's well, not complicated. Well, it is. Just read, just read it. It's supposed to be the menu. Just, and I've just got read no the words. Okay, no, we're doing roads, we're doing sports, and we're doing prisons. So one is the number of sports facilities that <laughs> Hightown won't be getting. <sighs> See, it's not hard. And the prison. have their way. And prisons. And prison. The prison bit was fun. It was good. Well, you, you should uh, read that out. And prison. It can give inmates a number of things. A fresh start, an education, a raging drug habit, or a spouse. Find out which one my guests got by staying tuned until 10 to 8. Exciting. I'm going to stay tuned. Me too. Oh, dear me. Oh, wait, four, your microphone's gone quiet again, by the way, Kelly. Oh, wait, it's off now. Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the phone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Dig out that sense is working overtime by XTC. Man, that is a song. That is a song. 08459 455 555. Now, this story uh, came from you yesterday. We had one phone call, followed by another, and then another, and then we had phone calls after the show and emails. Oh, it's got you very angry, and, and, and so we did investigate it. Yesterday, two words, shared space. Two more, in Dunstable, and another two, near Asda. It's starting to make sense now. Two more words, Justin Dealey. Morning, Justin. You're there, Justin. You're on Fader 3. Okay, that's excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Now, remind us what the problem is. Well, this is Court Drive in Dunstable. As you mentioned, it's by Asda. Now, uh, effectively, what you've got in, you've got a road here with uh, no road markings. You've got roundabouts that don't look like roundabouts. You've got no traffic lights and you've got no zebra crossing. So, what you've got, you've got a situation where cars and pedestrians are supposed to be friendly. Now, that simply doesn't work. It's a 
um, it's very, very confusing. The best way that I can describe it, it looks like a, a new road that hasn't quite been finished. From what I saw yesterday, it was incredibly dangerous, and it didn't surprise me after seeing it yesterday how many calls you received on the programme. It, it was it, just staggering. Well, it was getting people very, very upset, mm. and uh, I, I suspect... By the way, if you know this stretch of road, do give me a call this morning. We want your stories about this. Oh, wait, 459 555 So you went there straight after the show yesterday. Mm. You didn't meet... Our ambassador for Dunstable. That <laughs> who's, was who's the ambassador was for it Dunstable? Co- was it? Uh, it was Colin, wasn't Colin it? Colin is the ambassador for Dunstable. Colin is Colin. the ambassador of Dunst- Dunstable. When I said, "Oh, you have to go and meet Colin, the ambassador from Dunstable," well, if I'm honest, Justin, you showed complete <laughs> disregard for his uh, his position. But the thing is, though, we, with this story, every single person has an opinion. On yesterday's okay. show, we were talking about how people didn't know how to cross the road yeah. or, or weren't using traffic lights or underpasses. Well, the facilities on this particular stretch of road simply aren't there. So when I got there yesterday, I spoke to people about just how bad court drivers become and here's what people had to say i think it's ridiculously dangerous this road is absolutely chaos tell us why people don't know where, which side of the road to drive it's, i've seen a lot of uh, cars just sort of um, they drive wrong side of the road and there's no way you know like the zebra crossing it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely... People start crossing you, you, uh, while you're driving, and it's just really dangerous. I, I think it's ridiculous. And seriously, you've actually seen people driving the wrong way wrong, up the road? The wrong side of the road. I have seen it. How scary is that to witness that? I absolutely, believe me, it's terrible to see, as you're a driver, seeing someone driving r- wrong side of the road. People just can't cross, can they? Because if, if you look down there, there, there's no road markings. There's a bus lane as well. People cannot cross that road in, in safety. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, as I said, you, all of a sudden they, they come on the road and you think, oh my God, people jump in and then you s- suddenly break and then you see them, you know, just crossing the road. Just lastly, do you think the person who designed that road is an absolute idiot? I would say definitely. I could do better design than that. I'll tell you now. I don't know whoever's done it. You shouldn't do that. Simple as, you know, I think. You've got no road markings to predict to Pacific what side of the road to go on. You've got a bus lane, which is not... It's only marked out on certain areas. You've got no road markings for the motorist either side of the road. And you've got no no crossings are nothing for pedestrians. Everyone seems to, to be complaining about this road. Do you think there is a, a serious accident waiting to happen unless something is done here? I do, be- I do believe, I think, from what I've heard, because I, I say I work in the area, that someone has been run over on here before. But I'm, I, I, can't, I'm, I can't be 100% on that, but that's what I've heard. Something's got to happen quickly. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, Justin, some people, I mean, do some people think this is the way forward. Have a listen to this. This is um, Shared Space campaigner Martin Cassini. 25,000 people every year killed or seriously injured on roads as currently uh, run. To my mind, it's, it's anathema to civilised interaction, whereas shared space, that way we would find peace, uh, peaceful coexistence on our roads instead of being at daggers drawn and, and competing for gaps in green time. To my mind, the biggest indictment of the current system is it puts the onus on the child to beware the motorist when it could and should be the other way around. I'm sure this scheme in Dunstable is trying to bring that idea in that 
here you share the space equally here you're nice and kind to each other it's a nice it's a nice idea being nice and kind to each other but hang on a second get sorry mr cassini welcome Mm. to the real world hello this is planet earth calling that doesn't happen and it's certainly not going to happen on a road absolutely fascinating to hear that clip there from mr cassini saying well you know it should be peaceful well you've heard there from the people who live in dunstable ian i don't live in dunstable these people are, are seeing this and experiencing this all of the time people driving up the road on the wrong side also cars have driven off the road and gone into pedestrians we know that as well this system for the people in dunstable is simply not working later you're also going to hear from a businessman he's got a young child his child was nearly run over last week so you know serious things are happening on this particular stretch of road because people don't understand how it works it's the most confusing layout i think i've ever seen in my life justin thank you very much indeed right lots of things here that we need to talk about if you know the stretch of road and you hate it oh wait four five nine four double five five double five if you know the stretch of road and you like it give me a call as well defend it to me mr cassini there being the uh, kofi annan of roads seems to think it's the way forwards i suggest he needs to get a reality grip also do you know of other improvements in inverted commas around the three counties where actually they've made things a little bit worse Maybe it's your high street, maybe it's your street, maybe it's a road near you where they've spent a fortune doing it up, making it look all posh and new, but actually, well, actually, it's it's become uh, a death trap. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. I suspect we're going to get lots of calls on this one. Get in early. Someone's calling in now. While the lines are free, now is an excellent time to call. 08459... Four double five, five double five. Dear listener, that is a song. Getting phone calls about the Dunstable Road already. If you know it, this road near the Asda, it's been redone. It's safer, apparently. It's a shared highway. I want people to call up and say, yes, they love it, and then, yes, they hate it. Let's get both sides. 08459 455 555. And also, if your local area has had improvements that have actually made things worse. Could you let us know? 08459 455 555. Legacy. Part of the Cold War season. Thursday night at 9 on BBC Two and BBC Two HD. I think I might uh, be uh, busy then, but thanks very much for letting me know. Paul is in Dunstable. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Paul, morning. you know this stretch of road that we're talking about. What do you think? Well, um, it's, it's, a, it's a really badly, badly designed road. I think uh, if the road markings were there, it, it, it would it would look quite quite good and it would operate quite well. But there's no road markings, there's no zebra crossings. Um, I personally have had a, um, a a bit of an argument with a lady who stepped out in front of me because she she believed that she had right of way of being a pedestrian to cross the road. But and there's no there's no zebra crossing. Was that no on one of those? Look, there, are, there are a few raised sections. Was she trying to step out on the raised section? Yeah, and right. she, uh, you know, she, she she honestly believed that she had the right of way to step out, and it was a, it wasn't a zebra crossing or a pedest- uh, pelican crossing or any other crossing, um, and, and it's dangerous for, for road users as well for, for traffic because people coming out of Asda's have no idea uh, which way to go because there's no it doesn't look like a, a roundabout at Asda's coming out onto that particular stretch of road. Why do you think they did, they went for this design, Paul? On the cheap, they've done, they've done everything on the cheap. If you, if on that stretch of road, they've they've actually fitted some uh, 
large flower pots, wooden flower pots. Um, and I've seen at, at least two or three times, I've seen vehicles have nearly hit it. Uh, and in the last few weeks, they've put some reflective strips around these wooden pots, um, which really clearly isn't good enough. No. Uh, I think what they've done, they've, they've done this road on the cheap. Um, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're not from Dunstable and you don't know that stretch of road, there's a strong possibility that there could be an accident, you know, if you don't if you don't watch what you're doing. Paul, thank you very much for your call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What do you think? Do you agree with Paul? Or do you think, hey, everyone, calm down. As long as you're driving sensibly, then you should be fine with it. 08459 455 555. Who wants to hear one of the best three pop songs of all time? Me! That's England for you in a song. Now, we're always hearing how the reason kids get into trouble is that they're bored. So you'd think a proposal to build a multi-purpose sports venue in one of the most deprived areas of Luton would be welcomed with open arms. Hey, guess again! Planning officers for Luton Borough Council have made a recommendation to reject the Dallow Development Trust's plan to convert a former factory unit in Hightown. Why? Well, because it doesn't fit in with their plans for regeneration. The council's sporting trust, Active Luton, runs a centre in the area and is also objecting to the plans. Well, our reporter Richard Williams has been to a, a facility the Dallow Development Trust is already running. One, two, come on. Step back, keep your back foot up, keep it off the ground. Come on. It's Monday night at Dallow Learning Community Centre, and Dallow Boxing Club are holding one of their weekly training sessions for kids in the area. Harun Ahmed, Centre Development Manager for Dallow Development Trust. I manage Dallow Learning Community Centre. As you can see this evening, we've got um, a wide range of uh, young people from very diverse communities um, training for boxing. We have uh, boxing three times a week here. Um, at the same time, we have uh, football facilities. Um, also, we're looking at cricket as well. What we'd like to do is to have this opportunity to expand on these services, introduce these services in the high town area. Why do you think the recommendation from planning officers at a recent meeting was to reject the planning application? I really don't know myself because we're, we're quite baffled ourselves really to, in terms of that because we're hearing from the LBC offices that we do not fit into the regeneration projects, which we believe is, is not true. Donna Hannon is a local businesswoman from Luton who's involved in the project. We've started a petition up locally between the residents and local businesses of Hightown to raise awareness for the facility being offered. We are aware that the council are going to refuse the application on the grounds that there is no need for the facility and we felt it was important that local businesses, uh, students, residents all became involved and realised to the council that actually there is a need for this, a very real need. Donna, we're standing in this disused warehouse now, a blank canvas. What did this building used to be? It used to be um, a welding company that was based in Hightown for many years. Our vision is that it's going to be turned into an indoor cricket netting arena. We also have the facilities to put on indoor hockey, indoor five, six-a-side football. So there's huge potential for it. The plan has gained some high-profile support. Former Luton boxer Billy Schwer and Swindon Town chairman Jed McCrory. When I come back to Hightown on a regular basis, I always look around and see uh, disused buildings. I, I know in the future there's a few plans they're looking at because of the train station, the direct links and that. But it'd be nice if Hightown people started to invest in Hightown. 
and maybe come back out. There's been some successful people that have come out of High Town. So it's not a bad place, it's just about giving people the pathway to go forward again. People living in the High Town area of Luton think there's a real need for more community-based projects. I'm a youth worker and I work in Luton. I know the High Town area really well. Um, there's not much here for kids to do, but an opportunity like this will give them an opportunity to get off the streets. High Town, I personally believe, needs a place like this. Obviously, Bury Park has got its own community centre there. Uh, Dallow has got his own community centre there and uh, with all the problems in and around High Town I think this would be the absolute most ideal location for it. To say that there's no need for this facility in the area just beggars belief. The, the High Town wreck was probably one of the biggest sporting facilities here certainly since I was growing up so from the 70s, 80s onwards and since the council closed that facility they've made no effort to replace it. We feel that this is political, not planning, uh, a planning issue, um, as there are people who are listed as objecting when they are, have not, when we have approached them. So the question is why? Well, we did ask to speak to someone from Luton Borough Council. They declined to come on the show. They sent us various statements, but, uh, you, you know, I, I do get tired of these statements. Come on the show and talk about something. Statements only make you look bad, particularly when the presenter doesn't read them out. Far too long. Anyway. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll tell you what we'll do this morning. We're normally very cold and cynical on this show, aren't we? We're cold and cynical. Oh, yeah. We're very cold-hearted. In fact, I very rarely do I bring my heart in. I brought my heart in today. Did you? And I thought we could do something nice. This is for parents and grandparents only. We'll do a little show-off, OK? Because Catherine and I have just discovered that both of our children are in their school plays and they have lines. We've just discovered both our children are geniuses. Yeah, exactly. They're probably very gifted. They're the most talented ones in their schools. They're so hard. They go, I'm glad they go to separate schools because I don't think one school could contain both the talent in our children. It'd be like crossing the stream. It would be awful. So, my little boy, he's not even four yet. He's, one of, he's got a part in the uh, Christmas play. He's only one of three children in his class that speak. All the other speaking parts are by the older children. He uh, is... A shepherd, and he says something. I'm not. I, he, I not quite know the words. I'm paraphrasing here. He says something along the lines of, "Welcome to our show. We have a big story to tell you. It's the story of Jesus. He's right. It's a big story. Basically, it's the big story. It is the big story. It's good news. And he is he is setting up. Without him, that play cannot happen. You won't know what you're watching. Now you know. Oh, oh, we're welcome, and it's a big story. That's wow. the most important part, isn't it? Definitely bigger than Joseph. Doesn't even have to have a line. Poor, I Joseph was pulled out of a hat. What's, and one of your little girls has got a part. Yes, she's only five, and she's the youngest in her year. Yes. But she keeps winning prizes for reading. <coughs> Sorry, uh, um, did I, that, yes. that, that, that fallout? Um, and she's going to be a snowflake. I know they didn't have snow Ooh. in Bethlehem, but she's going to be a snowflake, but not just a snowflake. No, no. She's narrator four. Narrator number four. Does she, do, do you know what line she has yet? I she think rehearsed you'll it? find that's a bit where they bring in the donkey. Yeah, you which go. Which is where the action really begins. But it can't happen without the donkey, can it? So, listen, this morning, put, put away your cynical side swipes and give us a call. If your child or your grandchildren are in the school plays, 08459 455555. We'll have an entire cast by the end, won't we? Let's put together our own school Christmas play. So we've got a snowflake yep. and a shepherd. One of the shepherds. 08459 455555. Normally I wouldn't pander to such sentimental uh, claptrap, but to Today, all oh, the Christmas spirit is, is within me. And you know, if you've got gifted children, yeah. you know, you've just got to. It's a burden, isn't it? It's but a burden, but you know. Unload your burden on us. Show off. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five.
Okay, so this morning, lots lots of work is required from you this morning. We need to call in if your children or your grandchildren are in the school play. Let us know. Can we assemble a full cast from your children, please? We also need a, a picture of the road in Dunstable that we're talking about. The one by the Asda. Justin Dealey was supposed to take one yesterday. He did. He's got a real aversion to taking photographs, hasn't he? Well, of the things. Uh, yeah, yes, he only he wants to take photos just... of himself. Yeah. Could you take a photo of it, please, and email it in? Ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. We get him to go down there and he can take a picture of it over his own shoulder. That's what we'll do. He what? He doesn't have a camera or a phone. Oh, he to forgot take a it. Picture. Oh, he forgot his phone, didn't he? What a muppet! What an absolute muppet! Can he? Can he do a quick sketch? Yeah, maybe. Get him to do a I sketch. I that he's good at drawing. Okay, get him to do a sketch, or you can send us in a picture. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You can also give us a call if you want to take part in the newspaper review that we're doing now. Can I start? Can I start? Can I start? Go on. The Daily Mail is really. First of all, the Express. Lift up the Express. It's really thin. It's a thin Look Express. At Look at that. The Mail have got all the good stories today, so they'll be in the Express tomorrow. Page three of the Mail. Two cracking stories. First one, sold out in forty three seconds. Monty Python's flying tickets. The uh, sixteen seven. 17,000 seater re- uh, venue. It says 20,000 here, but I don't know if it is. Sold out in 43 and a half seconds. Can that be right? That must be a computer somewhere snapping well, up all the tickets. Well, Kelly Betts and I were on the computers yesterday, like, going crazy, until Paul Scoynes came and reset my computer. Putting you to the back of the queue. Yeah, he did, basically, because I'd hacked into his Twitter. But also on page three of the Daily Mail, there's a, a picture of a dog that looks like Hitler. And yeah. so the headline is Heel Hitler. Uh, and so it's got uh, kind of like the, the, side, the very strong side parting and the Hitler moustache. What's even more terrifying is there's a cat that looks like Hitler doing a Nazi salute. And they've called it Kitler. Yes, I would, I would um, say that. I, listen, I don't condone violence towards animals, but put that cat into a sack and in the canal as quickly as possible. No, 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 no. It's not the cat's fault. Look at this. The Belfast goldfish, George, who has a Hitler moustache. Have you mm, got that? Yes, I've got that. I also like the Hitler house. I've seen the Hitler house before. The Hitler house is great. It's a house. It looks like Hitler. It looks like Hitler. It's brilliant. Um, what have you got, Catherine? I have got that. I also have got this. Let them have cake, the BBC's festive recipe. I was just driving into work. I've got my um, Christmas CD on already. I don't yeah. care. Oh, I was in Boots yesterday. Christmas music was playing. Oh. I tri- And it worked. I bought them up. It's Christmas Carol on DVD for four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Yeah. Oh. You can get it cheaper than that. Oh. Baking guru Mary Berry, Danny Dyer's arrival in Albert Square, Call the Midwife, the return of Sherlock, oh, I like Sherlock, and Strictly and Doctor Who, never mind, will head up the BBC's festive TV schedule. Beautiful. Um, so other highlights include David Walliams' new children's show, Gangster Granny. Kids like that, don't oh, they? And Mark Gatiss's dramatisation of Ghost, oh, I like those. The track take mid-off, which sounds like What's it's that? not English. I have no idea what that means, but it's going to be brilliant and dark and sinister. Will it be old-fashioned ghosts, like Victorian ghosts? Because I don't like Victorian ghosts. Oh, I like Victorian ghosts the best. No, I don't like Victorian ghosts. Candles, Boring. lakes, mist. No. Brilliant. I like modern ghosts with masks and daggers. They're not ghosts, psychopaths. Right. Uh, page eight of the mail. I, do, I like Bob Crow. He's the RMT unit. I like him because he doesn't give a flip. No. He really doesn't care. Okay, so Bob Crow, he earns £145,000 a year in salary and expenses. Oh, Charles would be a fine thing. But he lives in a council house. Hang on. No, I know. Union, and he says he's not going to move out. Union firebrand Bob Crow, who doesn't give a flip. 
put those words in, has said he has no moral duty to move out of his council house despite earning £145,000 in salary and expenses. Challenged in a radio interview about his failure to buy his own home, he claimed he was being victimised and denied there was any ethical obligation for him to do so. I have no moral duty at all, he said. I was born in a council house. As far as I'm concerned, I will die in one. That's brilliant, isn't it? He, he literally doesn't care what you or I think. There's so much wrong with that. Isn't there There's just... So much wrong with that. He's defending the common man. But, and I, I sometimes agree with Bob, what Bob By Crow says. By insisting not to give them a house. Yep, yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Well done, Bob Crow, you naughty, naughty man. Man who could be killed by a snowflake. Yep. Ooh, Serious. Hey. Bernard Ward is dreading winter. Yeah. Because this is in the Times, page 27. Mm. Because a bizarre allergy to the cold means that even a single snowflake could kill him. Ouch. The retail worker's skin becomes covered in severe hives if he comes into contact with anything cold from a snowflake to a chilled pint of beer. Oh. I would suggest that's probably more of a life problem. Yeah. Uh, the reactions can be so bad that he can go into anaphylactic shock, which hey. is potentially fatal. Yeah, I, I used to go out with a girl called anaphylactic and she was just collapsing all over the place. Anyway, uh, do you think maybe this is, you know sometimes when you want to do a sickie No, I the, never do sickies. Well, okay. Uh, I've got th- quite a sore throat now. Exactly. Battling on. Exactly. The day before you do a sicky, you go, oh, God, terrible. <clears throat> I'll be fine. I just feel a little bit. Uh, and then that, you've set it up for the taking. He's he's planning a whole Christmas off. Oh, I've got anaphylactics. I can't come in. I've got anaphylactics. I've got anaphylactics. Anaphylactics is round. We've got Joyce on the line. Morning, Joyce. Good morning. Joyce, what, what, would, I, what would you. Uh, what can we do? I oh. just wanted to thank you for highlighting that dangerous situation at Dunstable. You're Joyce from Dunstable, who, who told us about the dangerous situation in Dunstable, aren't you? Yes. Well, th- we want to thank you. Um, and if we had any way of giving you an award, we would do. We don't. <laughs> I don't want an award. I just hope that they make it safe for everybody because it's very, very dangerous. Joyce, we've got an ambassador for Dunstable. Um, that's Colin, although he never t- turns up, does he, no, for work? D- really. Maybe Joyce could be her ladyship of Dunstable. Would, would you like to be the ladyship of Dunstable, Joyce? <laughs> it's, a, it's a serious offer. <laughs> we have the power, Joyce. Yep. <laughs> well, that'd be lovely, but I'm just interested in getting this road safe. Don't you, people. Joyce, it's don't you worry. We are working on it, and if all else fails, we've sent Justin Dealey down there with a can of paint. He can paint in some lines. Her ladyship, Joyce and Dunstable. Joyce, thank you very much indeed. Keep listening throughout the show. Marlene's in Dunstable. Good morning, Marlene. Morning, Ian. You're on Dunstable FM. What can we do for you? Right. When they first opened that road, and yes. when it was advertised in the paper, oh, yeah. those raised areas, there was actually a sign by the first one, in Court Drive, and it said, Courtesy Crossing. Oh, that means literally nothing. No, well, courtesy, that's council jargon, I suppose, yeah. isn't it, for whatever. <laughs> well, the, the, the courtesy crossing means we'd like you to stop and let people cross, but you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. If you're in a bad mood, you don't have to. Yeah. And yeah. you have to be courteous when crossing, so make sure you do a waiver and nod. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Do, do you uh, think it's dangerous, Marlene? Dread- well, I rang up yesterday. Yes. It's just an accident waiting to happen down oh, there. You haven't got any pictures of it. Our reporter, Justin Dealey, our reporter, I no, use that term. unfortunately, I haven't. We need some pictures of this, Marlene, so we can put it on the Facebook page to show the internet, the world. Right. I mean, I know the first time I came to it from the White Line Retail Park, oh, yeah. I, I, it was in the evening, I was going to the theatre, I, I found myself in the bu- bus, I wasn't aware it was a bus lane, oh. and I thought, 
where, what the hell am I doing? Where, what am I doing? Yeah, we, we, and I found myself in the bus lane. We've heard people saying uh, that um, that they've ended up in the bus lane. It's not brilliant, is it? No. Uh, listen, we're going to be talking um, to Nigel Young. He's a Conservative councillor for Central Beds about it. What, what would you like to put to Nigel Young about this? Well, it is just an accident. Right? I mean, I'm aware now that they are courtesy crossings, so I do stop and let people cross. But people who don't know the area, it is just, it's crazy down there. Marlene, thank you very much indeed. Keep listening. We will be speaking to Nigel Long a bit, uh, Young a bit later on. Uh, Catherine, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. See you, la- see you later on. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll talk about Dunstable, but I want to spread this out. Where have improvements been made in your area that have actually made things worse? It can be to buildings, it can be to roads, it can be to, 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 to anything. Grass up your area. Oh, that's not a bad name for a feature, is it? Time to grass up your area. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I've just had uh, <laughs> I've just had a tweet from Scott talking about flagging up sick days. Okay, like that fellow who's allergic to snow. Scott says, Ian, you are the master of teeing up a sick day. You always signpost your sickies so the discerning listener can prepare. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't tee up my sick days. <laughs> You're both nodding Absolutely in there. Do. What are you talking about? Of course like, you do. Oh, 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 expect James Whalen on Monday. Oh, oh, no, because I was losing. I was losing my voice. Oh, what I was, you spoke about. Oh, I'm just cutting up a lemon for my tea. <laughs> my nurse, anaphylactic, was warning me not to come in that day. That's her name. Could be. Anyway, I did come in in the end. The thing I was planning got cancelled, so... Um, coming up, Stinky, Stinky Luton. Before that, Stinky, Stinky Elizabeth. Hello. That was unfair. I didn't know yeah. you could... No, what was unfair, Comparing Elizabeth? Me to Luton, no, really. Well, what, what was unfair is I, you weren't supposed to be able to hear me when I said that I specifically said to the team, keep Elizabeth's fader down so she can't hear what I'm saying when I do this funny introduction. So... Yeah, thank you. But well, I'm standing funny. by my words. I've got a new perfume on today. What, you don't like that? Was is it Oda Vauxhall uh, plant? <laughs> you smell wonderful, Elizabeth, as always. What's happening in the world of weather? Well, the weather's very fragrant as well today. There you go, nice link. That's the forecast. Uh, we're just getting uh, an email from Saranjeet, who's on the M1. He says that the uh, Junction 9 southbound on the M1 is at a standstill. Uh, if you know any more on that, 08459 455555 is the telephone number. Now, the mysterious waft of cat pee has returned to Vauxhall Way. We all know who smelt it because they've been contacting us. But who actually dealt it? Here's what happened when we covered the story last week. I've got Claire Richards with me, who's Brilliant. from the Environment Agency. Explain to our listeners what the problem is. Where they spray paint the vans, not all the paint hits the vans. Some of the paint falls underneath and it falls into this like river of paint and the river of paint is where the smell's coming from. We think it's probably bacteria that builds up in the system and causes it to become almost stagnant. It comes out of the um, big square chimneys above the paint shop. One of the residents who's had to live with the stink is Luton's Lib Dem leader David Franks. David, is it really as bad as we've been told? Yes. Yes, the the residents' complaints are not exaggerated, Ian. It really is absolutely disgusting. And it it gets into people's houses in Vauxhall Park area. One of the questions that I keep asking and nobody seems to want to answer is what exactly are the chemicals that are being released and what are the health implications? They keep saying they're working on it, they're working on it, but nobody will will actually take that step of dealing with the problem and, and, and getting rid of it. 
But yeah. earlier on, uh, Justin spoke to uh, Pete Layton from Pink Pig Parking. And in the summer months, we literally had to shut all the windows and doors, etc. Our lady staff uh, just couldn't tolerate it. It was a, it became a sickly uh, smell in the end. It's just typical of cats pee when they've not been cleaned up on the, the if you've got cats you pee on the paper it's that smell it's exactly that smell it certainly annoyed us during the last uh, 10 months since we've been trading here you just want something done about it yeah, and quickly don't yeah, you really? yeah 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 i mean if it's down to uh, the council the environment then you know pull your finger out and get it sorted well don't pull your finger out maybe that that could be the problem Vauxhall motors oh, i was quite funny then wasn't it Vauxhall motors i'm well done to my script writers for that Vauxhall motors heard our reports and they were very keen to tell us what they were doing about it so we sent our funny smells correspondent Sophie Solaria. My name's Mike Wright and I'm the uh, plant director at the Vauxhall Van Factory in Luton. Neil Revel, I'm the uh, environmental manager at the Vauxhall Luton Van Factory. Yes, so what we've done for you is, is put together a slideshow to explain some of the activities that we've been doing in the plant related to the, uh, the complaints of order from some of the local residents. Neil, how many slides do we have here? Uh, we've got 13 slides in total. Right, OK, let's start then. We're not emitting waste or we're not depositing anything into the local community. So anything that we would emit... So I've now seen the one hour and ten minute PowerPoint presentation highlighting what you've done to find the smell here in Vauxhall. So I can safely say for the listeners that you really have um, been working on trying to find out what this odour is. When people hear about Catwee, it sounds like a humorous topic, doesn't it? You guys aren't aren't laughing about this. This is not a joke for you, is it? No, it's absolutely not a joke to us. What we're trying to do is determine if the plant is at all, you know, causing a problem. We, we're doing our utmost to determine if there's anything coming from this facility. OK. Well, these residents have said they feel like they're being ignored. What would you say to that? Uh, I think they've been far from ignored. And we've got an extensive process in the plant. And you know, I think we've demonstrated today, you know, some of the activities we've shown you, 104 point plan that we've actually implemented £110,000 my environmental engineer and his team spend approximately a third of their time purely dealing with order we also have had uh, consultants and people from our paint and polymer group from Opel and General Motors in from America we've had them in from Germany and, and, and beyond so we, we get, we get, we've got all the experts that we can in this facility to try and identify if we are potentially the, the cause of any of the orders that the residents are actually uh, sensing. Neil tell me a bit more about what else you do to try and find the smell uh, on a daily basis, we do a four-mile odour walk around the uh, the plant, and we are not finding consistently, or we've never found, a cat wee smell. Four miles every single day? Yes. How do you know that this person can smell properly? Because we've had this person and a small team of mine calibrated by an external agency to make sure our smell is above average. You've, you've had your noses checked? Yes. How many people at the plant have had their noses checked? Three. Three people that are 100% ready to smell? Yes. Does this walk happen come rain or shine, or is it just purely on the good days? Uh, no, it comes rain or shine. I have been drowned as a rat doing this odour walk. Is it something that perhaps we can join you on and maybe take some of the residents? Yeah, you're quite welcome to, absolutely. Pick a nice wet day and you'd see what our guys have got to go through every day. Fair play. That is Sophie's best report ever. She had to sit through an hour and ten minute PowerPoint presentation. That is incredible. And then we find out that someone's had their nose calibrated. Oh, Sophie, well done. Uh, well, we may be getting root to the root of the problem. When I say we, of course, I mean Sophie and Lib Dem councillor David Franks. David Franks lives in the area, and he's been pushing for, for action on the stench. Our reporter, Tony Fisher, broke the news to him. I'd like to do it very much indeed. Um, in fact, uh, last week, 
uh, I had an email from the Environment Agency saying that Vauxhall uh, were indeed going to fix up a date and we were going to be invited with the local residents who are complaining um, to go and have a look at the problem. I'm just waiting for a date. So you're looking forward to that? Absolutely, yes. Niall Revel at Vauxhall is, uh, is the man and uh, he, he's uh, apparently offered to, to show us what the problem is and what they're doing about it. And are you convinced that they are doing enough to try and sort this problem out? Well, you're never doing enough, um, Tony, so long as the problem is still there. Um, in, in the end, uh, it, it, I don't know whether you've actually experienced the smell, but I, I mean, I have outside various houses around Laliford Road and Devon Road, and it is pretty awful. Um, but we, we certainly uh, would welcome the opportunity to find out what Vauxhall are doing about it. And it, it's, good, it's good that they're talking, because, I mean, initially, when this all started off a few years ago, they were denying all knowledge. And now at least they're accepting that it is a problem and that they need to do something about it, which is progress. So we will uh, go with David Franks uh, and uh, hopefully a few residents to walk around uh, Vauxhall and see if the cat pee smell can be detected. If you are a local resident who's been upset by the smell... And you have a fully calibrated nose. Do get in touch, and you might be part of the party that goes round. 08459 455 555. And thanks again to Sophie Solera for that excellent report. Right, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, talking more about Dunstable and, and other places as well in the Three Counties where they've made improvements, improvements in inverted commas, but actually it's made things worse. <laughs> Important day for me. Getting my first ever filling. My first ever filling. 40 years old, never had a filling. Bring it on. Bring on your dentistry. I'm not scared. I'm a little bit scared. What, what are you saying, Kelly? It'll really, really, really hurt. Really? Yeah. Oh, nuts. Maybe get anesthetic mm. to ease the pain. I'm getting a white filling, so you won't know I've got a filling. Oh, That's grassy. how posh I am. Yeah, they sneaky. don't really hurt. It's fine. It's just like putting, um, like, blue tack in your mouth. Can I, mean, I watch? Um, sure, come and vine it. Uh, can I? You can vine it, yeah, <laughs> of course, definitely. I'm not scared. I ain't afraid of no dentist. I'm a little bit afraid. Might have a bit of scraping going on. Oh, I don't like... I'm, I'm seeing the hygienist, so I will have a bloody mouth. Uh. I'm not swearing. I'm being literal there. Anyway, lots coming up on the show this morning, including Dunstable's new shared space. It's a nice idea, isn't it? Oh, it's a lovely idea. Cars and people living side by side in harmony, just like the ebony and indeed the ivory. Turns out we can't find one person who thinks it's a good idea. If you've seen the stretch of road, if you're near that stretch of road... Can we get a picture? It's in Dunstable. It's by the Asda. You'll know it if you live there. Do take a picture and uh, put it on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. We'll be talking about prison. Prison can give inmates a number of things. A fresh start, an education, a raging drug habit, or a spouse. Find out which one my guests got by staying tuned. And also, cynicism to one side this morning. My little boy is one of three children in his class at school who has a speaking part in the school play. Catherine's, uh, is it your youngest? It's your, el- your eldest, hasn't it? Has got a speaking part narrator number four, no less. Can we assemble a whole Christmas nativity? And, sh- and a snowflake. All right, all right, calm down. And a snowflake. And a snowflake. Can we s- assemble a whole Christmas nativity out of your children and your grandchildren? What parts have they got? Let's spread it a bit wider. What parts didn't they get that they deserve as well? 
let's do that. If your if your kid has got the part of like sometimes they have things like um, uh, like elephants and things, they're just weird things, palm trees. If you want your kid to be Joseph, phone up. It can be Joseph. She can be Joseph. It's 2013. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Very quickly, before we, um, we move on to Dunstable, just talking before the news about the, uh, the cat we smell in, uh, in Luton. The Vauxhall plant is where it allegedly comes from. And we, we spoke about this last year. It keeps coming and going. People are very upset. Uh, we have been invited to wander around with uh, the official Vauxhall sniffers who have calibrated noses, we've just heard. Well, John has texted in. He's slightly suspicious. Sorry, what a load of tosh. Calibrated noses. We all have a friend who, if we visit their home, we notice a pong. They do not. They're used to it. We do have a friend. Mine's called Steve. The three Vauxhall noses will be calibrated not to notice the pong. Total disregard to those who live near the plant. The question is, are there any long-term hazards from the gas producing the smell? 3CR, do your job. Do not let them off the hook. John, we won't be letting them off the hook. Don't. Hey, listen. We're playing the long game here. We are playing the long game. We will send a team of uh, expert sniffers to the Vauxhall plant. And if there's a smell, boy, oh boy, we're going to find it. Boy, oh boy, we're going to find it. Now, they're meant to improve road safety, but people living in Dunstable, where a shared space has been built, says it's making the streets more dangerous. Basically, the road layout has been changed and markings removed around Asda, so motorists and pedestrians are getting very, very confused. We're getting more phone calls about this, Justin. You're on Court Mm. Drive now, uh, and you, you you were angry when you saw it, weren't you? I was because, you know, Ian, to be fair, it's probably the most confusing layout I think I've ever seen here. It's um, a very, very busy stretch of road. You've got the Asda here, you've got the Gary Cooper pub, you've got the bowling alley, you've got the theatre as well. Now, this particular road has roundabouts that don't look like roundabouts. You have uh, no road markings. We've heard stories of people driving up the wrong way. And the big thing for me, there's no traffic lights or no zebra crossing. So people are, are trying to cross the road and it's very... Very, very dangerous. Now, I mentioned to you earlier as well that, that I spoke to somebody called uh, Mick Graham, who runs a Kazmix Cafe. Yes. His, his son was almost run over. I spoke to him yesterday, and here's what he had to say. Um, he was crossing the road with my wife, and a car had stopped on one side of the road, so we, we crossed over, but then a car took, overtook that car to go in the other lane. And if we weren't there, we would've, he would have been run over, because Karen pulled him back. And how old's your boy? He's ten. Did you phone the council or the local police? Karen phoned the police and the council, but we never had anything back. Everyone's complaining, saying that people cannot cross the roads here and, and somebody is going to be killed very soon unless something is done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it needs, something needs to be done. It's all they need to do is put some black and white lines on it and then people know it's a crossing. And you're a local businessman. Are you losing trade because of this? Well, we've had people come in here saying now the older ladies don't like crossing the road, so they just don't come. You know, they, they, instead of coming down here once, twice a week, they might come down here when they get a lift down and get dropped off at the back so they haven't got to cross the road. Yeah, it's really bad. They need to sort it out. It's, yeah, someone's going to get hit, seriously. Well, here's somebody who's a taxi driver. Do you think this road is dangerous? It's very dangerous. I'm a uh, lot of time looking, uh, you know, in the middle, don't have any lines, and a uh, lot of accident. I saw it last uh, 
three, four weeks. So you've seen accidents here? Yeah, I see accident a lot of time and a uh, lot of accident and a lot of time see, you know, people make horns or he thinking I'm right. Anybody don't know who's right. We had a, a caller earlier on, Justin, who said that there initially that on one of those raised bumps, there was a sign mm. that, that said it was a courtesy crossing, mm. which is a, a meaningless phrase. I mean, I can tell you what the sign says now to my left-hand side. It says, uh, shared space, drive carefully, consider other users. Uh, 20 miles per hour, controlled parking zone, no waiting at any time. So, so effectively, what, what this road is, it is a road where people have to live in harmony, the pedestrians and the motorists together. Hey, we were talking yesterday saying that the people don't know how to cross the road. Well, here, people cannot cross the road because yeah. there, there are no traffic lights, there are no zebra crossings. I think personally i'm no road expert ian but but if you put a zebra crossing in here that would solve everything at the moment that doesn't exist justin uh, i know you haven't got a a phone there with a camera but your mission this morning is we really really need a photograph could you grab someone with a phone camera and get them to take a picture of you you can be in it if you want and the road (laughs) uh, and get them to email it to us so we can put it on the facebook page i'm definitely going to get you a photograph what i would say though i think you you really need to to be here to experience this because it's one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen it's it's almost like like a, a new road which hasn't quite been finished yet they've opened it to the public that's the only way that i can describe this road okay justin thank you very much indeed if you see justin do go and offer to take a photo joined now by mike bloy who runs the fish and chip shop morning mike good morning uh, what do you make of this road this shared space oh this shared space is very very dangerous as your uh, people have been saying there um one of the girls who works for me was actually uh, clipped by one of the buses uh, some months ago she was, um, sorry, she was clipped by one of the buses? She was clipped by one of the wow. buses. She was looking one way to see the cars, and uh, she got killed, caught by one of the buses. She wasn't, she wasn't hurt, but um, a very, very uh, close escape she had there. What do you think the council should be doing to rectify this? Well, the, the local council, I wish they would come out and speak more about this. This is actually governed by the county council, and the gentleman in charge, I believe, is Mr Nigel Young. Yep. Um, he has stated that he does not want pedestrian crossings or zebra crossings on there because, in his opinion, they are dangerous. Well, Nigel Young is coming on the show in about an hour's time. What would you like to say to Nigel Young? To admit that he's actually made a mistake, to start putting markings on the road. I mean, you've just had a gentleman there reading out what's on that sign which is all very well and good. He's standing there watching it, but if you try and drive past it, by the time you got down to the second line, you pass the sign. You can't read it. The signs, the signs are just too big you, um, with too many words on it. You just can't read what's going on before you actually pass it. Mike, stay there because um, you're, you're obviously uh, against it. I'm joined now by Ali Hadawi, CBE, who is the principal of Central Bedfordshire College. Ali, you disagree. You think that the, the road, the shared space, is a good idea. Good morning to you and to your listeners. Uh, my office overlooks the um, co-drive, and we have more than 5,000 students, um, both uh, young and old, who use this space, um, including myself, of course, I'm a user as well. Uh, And my observation of it is that drivers are much more careful. Uh, They drive slower, um, and students um, really welcome it and enjoy it. So what what have students said to you about it? I haven't, well, I mean, the way it works is I haven't had a single complaint from okay. any student. So you've and not, you've not had a complaint? are very vociferous about the okay. complaints. So you haven't had a complaint? To, but what I observed them using it. Hang on a second. Ali, you haven't had a complaint. What good things have they said? 
Um, what they find is that it's, uh, it feels refreshingly clean and open. Um, it's also sort of, um, you know, it's part of a, P, a jigsaw in terms of bringing Dunstable um, up. So, you know, okay. it still needs more work. Let me put this to Mike. Mike, it's refreshingly clean and simple, and, and, and it brings Dunstable up. What's I your reaction? I don't think he's actually in contact with his students. I get his students in my shops, and they, don't, they do not come up with those comments. Also, could you like to ask the gentleman, how many of his students have actually been hit or involved in accidents while this road was being built and now, in the last year? Not a single one. Not a single one. That's that I know what of. I've heard, because one of the, the girls I said was clipped by the bus actually is one of your college students, and she works for me. I mean, if she... Uh, I haven't been told, so that's why I don't know. Also, well, you but see, that's because you're not in touch with your students. You well, know. no, with respect. I mean, I do spend time with students. Ali, do you not think, though, that a shared space... Yes, it's a nice idea that we can all live in peace and harmony and everything, but, 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 but cars rule the road unless they're told otherwise. That's the very nature of most drivers. I mean, I drive around that space as well, and I find myself being much more careful because it's a shared space. And I observe that with other drivers. In but if, fact, I were to, if I were to drive along there, having never been there before, would I know it's a shared space? Oh, yes. I mean, it's not any different from any... You know, lots of town centres up and down the country are like that. Then anyway. I wouldn't know it was a shared space then, would I? I would just, I would just think it's a road and I have right of way. Um, I don't think so. You will know that because the road markings don't give you that sense. So you tend okay. to slow down because you're sharing that space. Ali, I appreciate your time this morning. That's Ali Hadawi, CBE, Principal of Central Bedfordshire College. A voice in the wilderness. Is it a lone voice? He thinks that the shared space is a great idea. 08459 455555. The other uh, voice you heard was uh, Mike Bloy, who runs the fish and chip shop. He disagrees. So, focusing on Dunstable, this stretch of road, we really need a picture if you can take a picture email me ian.lee at bbc.co.uk shared space is it a good idea or a bad idea in dunstable and then can we expand this please to to, to uh, places where you live where improvements in inverted commas have been made but actually you think it's made things worse maybe it's a new building has been built a new road new road signs now, every time we uh, hear stories about kids hanging around, going off the rails, generally making the place look untidy, we always hear the same answer, and it's the same answer we've heard for years and years and years, and, oh, they got nothing to do. Oh, yeah, they got nothing to do. Give them something to do. So you'd think, wouldn't you, that Luton Borough Council would jump at the chance of a new leisure facility that they wouldn't have to pay for. Well, no. They're minded... To reject it, because it doesn't fit in their plans for the area. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It really is uh, quite an incredible story about this. So the, the, the kids got nothing to do. I know what. Let's put up a new leisure facility. The council, you haven't got to pay for it. Council, no, 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 we're not interested. Well, uh, Camilla Batmangel is the chief executive of Kids Company. Good morning, C- uh, Camille. Is it Camille or Camilla? Good morning. It's Camilla. Camilla, thank you, Camilla. Uh, tell us more about your work. Well, um, we work with 36,000 vulnerable children, young people and adults. And we do everything uh, a parent would do, from buying them the underwear, the toothbrush, finding them somewhere to live, and then getting them into education and employment. 
Why do you think sport makes such a difference? The reason sports makes a lot of difference in the teenage years is because the teenage brain is changing. And actually, sports is one of the means by which teenagers can release tension and it can lead to good health outcomes, but also good behaviour. And in the 40s and the 50s, of course, it was boxing. Boxing was the thing. What, what kind yes. of things are, 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 are young people doing now? Well, um, a lot of young people don't have facilities to go to and they don't have the money to pay for private gyms and so on. So actually, if there is a facility, what we find is that young people really use it. And it's one of the best ways to make sure that young people don't end up developing addictions to drugs and alcohol. Because when they become interested in fitness... It's one of the best protections against addiction. Also, we're, we're supposed to have had, after the Olympics, which some people may have forgotten about, a sporting legacy. That, that doesn't necessarily seem to be happening, does it? Well, the trend is to promise so much for children and young people, but actually not really deliver it. And there are a lot of programmes that take advantage of young people and sort of get money on the back of promising things for young people and then actually don't honour those promises. So I'm not surprised that the Olympics didn't have a genuine legacy for young people. And how does it work, Camilla? Do, do, do you approach councils to, to, and ask them, you know, for permission to set up places? Do, you, do they ever refuse well, that? in our case, we are an independent charity, so right. we've actually set up stuff. But I have experienced... And, you know, neighbourhoods, especially led by councillors, um, being very against young people and teenagers, sort of not wanting teenagers to be in their neighbourhood or gather. And it's almost as if we've become a nation of teenage haters. And we don't want to understand that teenagers are members of our society and they are lovely. Teenagers do get a bad time, which is quite often undeserved, isn't it? It's really undeserved because teenagers actually are, in a way, social conscience. You know, they question you, they uh, innovate stuff, they teach us all new things, they progress society to another level. I think people are very unfair to them. Emotionally, they can fluctuate because of the way their brain is changing and developing. And I think people should just be a bit more sympathetic and uh, a bit more reasonable. They're members of our human race. Camilla, I appreciate your time this morning. That's uh, Camilla Batmangelich, uh, Chief Executive of Kids Company. Not connected with this story, but I thought it was an interesting insight. We did ask to speak to someone from Luton Borough Council. They declined to come on the show. Active Luton Centre is a very big, long statement which didn't answer the question. So my team said, this doesn't answer the question. An Active Luton spokesperson said, see the email we just sent you. So they didn't really want to answer uh, the question. 08459 555. I've been sent to... Oh, look! Oh, my goodness, look, I've been sent a picture of, um, uh, of Dunstable. Can I forward it on to you, team, and we'll put it on the Facebook page. This is from uh, John. John, thank you very much. No, that's not it. That's America. That's a picture of America you've sent us, isn't it? Is that it? No. I'm going to send you a picture that I think is... Well, I'm told it's stunsible. I can't believe that's stunsible. That looks like America. 
John, is that real? Hang on a second. Let me uh, let me send it to the expert team of Kelly Betts and indeed Catherine Boyle, and let's see what they have to say. Picture has been emailed your way, Kelly Betts. Oh, yeah, what what yeah. what do you think? Have a little let's look. Let's have a look. No, that's it. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like America. I tell you have what you been makes to it. America. Um, I've seen it on yeah. TV. Have you been to Dunstable? I've seen it on TV. That's Dunstable. Well, look at that sign on the left-hand side. It looks like one of those church signs, or one of those signs saying, um, Bumsville, population 726. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Looks like one of those, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But that's Dunstable. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Isn't that fantastic? I've not mm, seen it from right. that. It looks very glamorous there. It also looks, let's be honest... If you were driving on that, would you know what to do? No I wouldn't have a clue. No. No, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't see that. You can see the raised crossing there. Mm. I certainly wouldn't stop to allow people to cross necessarily because that uh, that to me says i have right of way we have a picture catherine but let's get it up on the facebook page um uh, thank you john excellent stuff indeed sorry for doubting uh, the validity of that let's uh, put that up on facebook.com forward slash bbc 3cr and uh, you can let us know your thoughts on that uh, some text as well uh, Ian, road improvement that has gone wrong. Traffic lights on the Tring Road in Aylesbury. Since these lights have been installed, rush hour in Aylesbury is a nightmare. Regards, Mick. Let's compile a list, shall we, of all the improvements in Beds, Hearts and Bucks that have actually been... deprovements. Well, they've made things worse. They're unimprovements. What is the word? What's the opposite of improvements? Pro- pro- it must be improvements. Improvements? What's the opposite of improvements? Um, uh, what? It would be... Uh, See what it would be. What? Car confusion. Call me now. Oh, I'll wait for oh, For goodness sakes, no. What's the, uh, oh, <laughs> you can call me now, but... Yeah, let's compile a list of all the improvements, in inverted commas, uh, uh, in Beds, Hearts and Bucks that have actually made things worse. It can be roads, it can be buildings, it can be schools, all kinds of things. We'll look at all kinds of things. Thank you for that, Mick. Shell in Houghton Regis uh, says, add in the overtaking, tailgating and aggressive driving of all those that still do not realise that all back roads in Dunstable are 20 miles per hour and the town is a ticking time bomb. That's Cheryl. 08459 four double five five double five. Also this morning, doing lots of whinging this morning, which I like. I like a good whinge in the morning, but, 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 but. Can we also celebrate... I'm really getting into the Christmas spirit. I bought the Muppet Christmas movie yesterday. I was in Boots. They had Christmas music playing. I felt the, I felt the, 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 the spirit of Christ compelled me. Can we celebrate if your child or your grandchild has got a part in the school play? 08459 four double five five double five. Who are they? What are they doing? And also, if they didn't get a part, or they got, you know, the part of a tree... What part should they have had? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Do you, uh, you were probably didn't have a school nativity, Dennis. You were, you were probably born before Christ. Well, it wasn't long after. Actually. No, okay. Right. Yes. He was in the year above you, right? Yeah. Uh, what have you called in about, Dennis? Disimprovement of Dunstable. Yes, <laughs> that's what we're calling it—the disimprovement of Dunstable. Yeah, we've had some beautiful ones here. Go on. Right in the centre of the town, there used to be roundabouts. Yeah. And then for some reason, they took them away and they put pedestrian lights on all four roads. And unfortunately, sometimes, they were all at green. Oh, huh? And so we had some lovely crashes, because each, each road thought they got the right of way. Oh, I see. What, so the, oh, I see. That, so the lights would be green, allowing the cars to go through. Yeah, they were, pass- they were cadest- pedestrian lights. Fantastic. I tell you what I like. This is my favourite thing, and my wife thinks I'm weird for this. But I like it when I get to a very busy junction. And that all of the traffic lights are broken. <laughs> it's anarchy. And it works better. It seems to work better than traffic lights. 
Well, probably that's the reason for this business of shared space. You think, God Almighty, what's coming? Is this my road? Is it a one-way street? So you're, you're sort of driving with one foot on the brake. I think that props, that might be the improvement. Have you seen this uh, shared no, space? No, I haven't, because they, they did a, a daft thing there years ago. And as you go past the school at the bottom yeah. and turn back to uh, uh, right angle, there used to be a road up the side of the school, which was buses only oh. for a long time. Yes. You had to pass it. But then for some reason or other, they knocked that on the head and the road improved 9 out of 10. Oh. It really was much better. He brought you back uh, into Dunstable by the trading estate. Dennis, by the way, I don't know if you heard yesterday, we appointed Colin of Dunstable, the ambassador for Dunstable. Best of luck to him. Yeah, I just have to say, have you had um, your papers stamped by Colin? No. Mm. Um, you're going to have to get that done by Friday, otherwise I'm afraid we're going to have to ask you to leave Dunstable. Oh, God. So, no. yeah, so what we're going to need you to do, Dennis, by Friday, if you could gather all your papers together... Yes. Uh, ...and, uh, go to the embassy, Colin's house, and get the papers stamped, is that Where's okay? It? Where's his embassy? Is there a sign? Yes. Oh, well, I don't know. You'll have to let me know where it is. Okay. Because my passport's just run out. Oh, ah, ah... We okay. We're going to need to get that sorted out, Dennis. Otherwise, I'm afraid you will have to well, be evicted. Well, last time I went to have a photograph taken, he broke the camera. Thank you very much indeed, Dennis. This is true. We have an, a, an ambassador for, for Dunstable. It's Colin. Uh, throughout the next few weeks, uh, leading up to Christmas, we will be giving away ambassadorships of various towns and villages. Also, king and queenships of the three counties. Want to be a king or queen of uh, beds, hearts, or bucks? Well, prove your worth. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wise words there from that man with the dull voice. You can only control the controllables. Very well. Who who was that man? Was that Buddha? Did we get a a, a line to uh, Buddha? Wowzers. That's incredible. You can only control the controllables. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots of you getting in touch about this uh, stretch of road in Dunstable. Uh, there's a picture. Is the picture up on Facebook? No, we're putting it up on Facebook. It'll be up there in the next few minutes. Um, if you've seen it, do give us a call. We've had one voice supporting it so far. Does anybody else think it's a cracking idea? I mean, it looks great. Fair play, it looks stunning. If I was driving down there, I wouldn't know it was a shared space. And what does a shared space actually mean? And if we can expand that as well, I want to know... Um, where disimprovements have been made in your area, whether the council or a, a private person or a company has has knocked a building down or, or done something to the road or got rid of a roundabout. They've made improvements, but actually it's disimproved the area. It's made it worse. 08459 four double five five double five. We've already got the traffic lights on the Tring Road in Aylesbury. Where else? The picture is on Facebook now. Thank you, Kelly. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Go and have a look. Sent in by John. Would you know what to do on that stretch of road? It looks wonderful. It looks very scenic. But a bit confusing, isn't it? 08459 four double five five double five. And today as well, we don't always do nice things. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. I think, is it Sunday? Is Sunday the 1st of December? That's when we're going to start watching Christmas movies. That's when the Phil Spector Christmas album comes out wonderful what a great record that is i know i know his recent history isn't very festive but still um so uh, my little boy he's, he's not even four yet 
He's one of three children in his class to get a speaking part in the Christmas play. You see? You see? Catherine, uh, Catherine's uh, eldest is uh, a snowflake. She's a snow... Is that right? Snowflake? She's not just any snowflake. Oh, well, go on. She's, not just any, she's also narrator four. Narrator which, number four. Some would say one is the coveted spot. No, four is when it all turns. Yeah, I- exactly. It's that's pivotal. That's the, the key moment, I think, isn't it? Really. We want to celebrate your child or your grandchild. What are they, do- what are they doing in the school play? 08459 455555. I don't normally let people phone in and show off. Today... Phone in. Show off. Be wonderful. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, ladies and gentlemen, doff your caps, curtsy or indeed bow, because we have... His Lordship, the Ambassador for Dunstable, it's Colin... Morning. Good morning, your lordship. That's a bit over the top. Oh, I see you're one of those humble ambassadors who likes to keep it real. Yeah. Okay, your lordship. Thank you, sir. You are the ambassador for Dunstable. And just to flag up, between now and Christmas, or in, in, between now and us getting bored of this idea, we will be giving out ambassadorships for towns and villages across the three counties. You can start petitioning now. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and we will be giving. Um, king and queen ships away. There'll be a king and queen of beds, a king of que- king or queen of hearts, oh. and indeed a king or queen of of bucks. Oh, it's a bit tacky. Whoa! Look at you. We've that first uh, ambassador is a socialist. Flippin' heck! We've got one of the Reds has snuck in. <laughs> yeah, not quite. Colin, what can I do for you this morning, your, your lordship? Well, I, I I was expecting a call yesterday afternoon, oh, so oh, I could be oh. down um, court drive with um, Justin this morning. Now, yes, listen, yes, your your, your uh, ambassadorship. I know what happened. I promised you live on air that Justin Dealey would um, be uh, coming to the uh, embassy to discuss the situation in Dunstable yesterday. Did he not turn up, sir? No. How long were you waiting in for him? Uh, I was in all day except for about an hour between ah. 10 and 11. Ah, that might, yes, that might explain it. Did he not make a phone call or anything? No. On a scale of 1 to 10, how angry are you? Oh, not very. Oh. <laughs> but, um, um... It's disappointing, isn't it, that he didn't turn up? And I, I, I tell you what, what happened yesterday... Uh, uh, your lordship was we we were really pouncing on this story we were very very excited and i we said were. we well, all of us were and i said Dealey, Dealey, you need to go to the dunstable embassy to speak to the ambassador who's going he's going to take you down to have a look at this uh, shared road space who you are what ambassador I said that the um, Colin, the ambassador of Dunstable, he, you need to go to his embassy. You need to. Oh well, I, oh, I don't know about that. I'm, oh, come on, geez, what's going on? He wasn't very keen. He doesn't respond well to authority, Colin. Uh, oh, I find him a very pleasant person. Well, I, 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 I mean, I find him tolerable at best. Uh, that's not very nice. No, it's He's not. A colleague, you're supposed to get on with your colleague. We're supposed to. Don't always work like that, Colin. Boy, oh boy, it doesn't always work like that. No. Anyway, um, yeah, one of the things um, about this shared space crossing yes. is that it is right on a bend yeah. and, a, and a junction as well, yeah. which doesn't help. No. 
Um, and the one further down um, the road in Court Drive yep. is, is, although it's on the straight, um, nobody wants to give way. Well, this I mean, what... Have we found out what the law is? Well, no, it's, it, there is no law, I don't think. Well, it's it's, how, it's how like the Wild West. Have... So it's not a crossing. Well, it, no, it's a shared space, so you have to be courteous. Well, yeah, but if you want to, I don't know, cross the road for a bus... Yep. ...and nobody gives way... Yep. You're going to miss that pass, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. and you're also going to miss uh, your, any potential chances you've got of getting a knighthood, Justin Dealey. <laughs> I've got the um, I've got Ambassador Colin in, on the line, and he's very upset. He waited in all day for you yesterday, Just. Oh, really? Well, I didn't exactly wait in, but I was in all day. You see, the thing is, Colin, you know, w- with this particular story, I knew that every single person here in Dunstable would have an opinion, and uh, when I came here yesterday, when I, I'm here again this morning, and people are literally coming over to the radio car, somebody's turned up a minute ago saying they've got a petition going about this, um, everyone here in the town has an opinion, and a big opinion as well. Well, I, I've actually been in contact with um, my local councillor about it as well, Um um, I can't remember his name, to be honest. Um, but uh, he's um, looking at it as well. Well, somebody's got to do something, Colin, because, uh, you know, from what I've seen, from what I'm hearing, um, a serious accident here is, is just waiting to happen. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Yeah, so Ambassador, do you... we, we can get something done. Ambassador, do you forgive... Sorry, I'm eating a really dry biscuit, so I do apologise. Oh, <laughs> that's very unprofessional. Well, the that's me. Is him, uh, uh, Colin? Do you forgive Justin for his um, rudeness? Well, no, it's just lack of communication, isn't it? Isn't it just? <laughs> isn't it just? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to have done. You're supposed to have gone to the um, to the embassy and spoken to the ambassador. <sighs> Listen, I've come straight to Dunstable yesterday. I'm here again this morning, getting people's views, and um, everyone's got an opinion. So I'm sorry if I if I didn't go and see Colin yesterday, but I wasn't, uh, you know, fully aware that that was going to be the case. Now, Colin, would you, if, if you want, you are allowed to challenge as ambassador. You're allowed to challenge Justin to a duel. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. You sure? He's bigger than me. You pinko. Yeah, you got, you're, Justin, yeah. you got off very, very lightly there, Justin. Very lightly. Uh, Colin, your ambassador, thank you very much indeed. It's lovely to talk to you and we hope to speak to you again soon. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bit of respect, just. Yes. We're going to get more ambassadors as as the Mm. months go on, so get used to this. So where exactly are you, Justin? What's been happening? I'm, uh, I'm in Court Drive in yep. Dunstable, talking about um, this shared space here, which is totally confusing everybody. As I mentioned to you earlier on, no road markings, roundabouts which don't look like roundabouts, and a big thing for me, people cannot cross this road. Uh, there's no traffic lights, no zebra crossings. We've even heard from a, a local businessman who says that, that a number of people now are not coming to his cafe because the older ladies in particular, they are scared to cross the road. 
that's how bad the situation oh. is. A moment ago as well, Ian, I spoke to a 13-year-old child. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't speak to his parents on the phone to get his permi- to get their permission yep. for him to talk to us. But, but he said only last week that he was very nearly run over by a bus. In his words, a 13-year-old child, nobody knows what they are doing. It's all very well saying that, that you can have pedestrians and motorists living in harmony, but in reality, that is simply not going to work. Justin, thank you very much. You're doing a cracking job this morning. We're getting lots of uh, feedback about this. 08459 Paul Scoyne's political reporter here at BBC Three Counties has been in touch to metaphorically slap my wrist. Ian, you should know it's inappropriate to refer to uh, uh, the ambassador of Dunstable Colling as your lordship. That is reserved for lords and ladies. His excellency is acceptable. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Paul. Uh, listen, early days for us. It turns out he's a, Colin's a massive pinko anyway. There's a red under the bed and it's Colin. I don't know how we got a socialist Marxist ambassador snuck in through the... We need tighter controls for the next one. We need tighter controls. If you want to be an ambassador for your town or village, 08459 455 555. If you think you're up to being a king or a queen of a county, well, you can also give us a call. Let's just say that the standard for that will be a little bit higher. Some texts uh, on this road in Dunstable. Isn't it funny how um, sometimes these things work? You see, this came from one call yesterday. And suddenly it's a huge story that, that, that everybody's getting in touch with. Von says, The road near Asda is an accident waiting to happen. It's confusing for both pedestrians and car driver. And the roundabout getting into Asda is a joke. It's so tight, I've seen cars having to reverse up in order to make it round. I, I hate those annoying... Why do they make tight roundabouts? Ian, the new 20 mile per hour limits in Dunstable are ridiculous. More cars are now travelling slowly in queues while cyclists undertake us. What is going on, Pat? Do stay tuned. Um, Residents and users of Dunstable will be speaking to Councillor Nigel Young after 8 o'clock, who, um, well, he thinks the shared road space is a cracking idea. If you want to call up and uh, put your points to him, you can do 08459 455 555. And let's spread this out to your area. Where have disprovements been made? They've changed the road layout, they've changed road markings, they've knocked a building down to build something better. But really, it's just made things worse. It's hideous, or it's dangerous. Disprovements throughout Beds, Hearts and Bucks, 08459 455 555. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Right, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties uh, uh, Radio. We've been talking about Dunstable and the, the, the new road system, the shared road system. Sounds like a nice idea, but practically? Have a look, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Ray's in Dunstable. Morning, Ray. Good morning, Ian. Now, Ray, you're the... Ge- you're, if I remember correctly, you're the blind gentleman. I am a data. Are you the fellow with the guide dog that follows your instructions? Yes, sir. You say, yes. oh, right, I want to go to the um, fiction section in the library, starting with R, and it, <laughs> it will take you... And, oh, no. It takes you pretty much there, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? it? It will take me to the library, yes, and it takes me... Oh, but it won't take me to the R section, oh, no. It, it I will... think that's a bit much for a poor dog. Well, in that case, I suggest you trade it in and get a new model. <laughs> <laughs> the R's, the R's are the best thing in the libraries. Uh, no, the dog is the best thing in the library. You, you're abs- <laughs> My little boy, very quickly, my little boy, he started going to nursery, he was very excited. He came home yesterday and he said, Daddy, 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 guess what they're going to bring into school next week? I said, what? He said, they're bringing in a guide dog. Yeah. Which is yeah. wonderful. He's going to get to meet a guide dog and he's going to be allowed to stroke it and he's yeah. going to learn what the guide dog does. And I said, well, do you know what a guide dog does? He says, yes, it helps people who can't see and yeah. it helps them cross the road. 
Yep. Which is what, and so I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. He's going to get to meet one, but. You're concerned about this road in Dunstable, aren't you? I am indeed, sir. It's not the court drive. Now, the dog will take me up to the crossings there, no problem. Yeah. Um, and I find the cars will stop for me there yep. more so than on the Pelican Crossing oh. on Luton Road. Okay. Now, Luton Road, where you come around, if you're coming from Dunstable and you go around the Gyaltree system, yep. there's two sets of traffic lights, they're grand. And then you come around the corner and there's a massive big bend as you're coming into Luton. Yep. Now, if I stand there with the dog, sometimes the in- inside lane will stop and the outside lane come flying around. Uh, and they think, oh, he stopped, that's all right, I can carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is really dangerous. I've been on to the council about it, the highways, and I've heard nothing from either of them mm. about it. And you've got to be blind to understand how dangerous it is. I tell you what, uh, uh, Ray, w- uh, coming up just after eight o'clock, we've got uh, Nigel Young. He's uh, a councillor. Uh, for uh, for that area, and he's in favour of the, um, the the shared roadway. What would you like to put to Nigel Young? Well, if he could come down and see, I thought it was an offence for a car not to stop at a Pelican crossing. Now, if he wants me to go down with him and walk to the um, along Court Drive, I will do that. Or if he wants me to go to the Pelican crossing, I will meet him there and see the. Um, trap that we're in there, really. Okay. You so, but in, in terms of court drive, as a blind person, you think it's particularly dangerous? Yes. But my dog is ever so good there. He really is brilliant for those crops. But you see, blind, all, not all blind people have do- a guide dog. Right, listen, well, keep listening. We'll speak to Nigel later on, and I will put your point to him. So thank you very much for that. Now, moving on, as part of BBC Three Counties Big Tour, we visit a different town every week in beds, hearts and bucks, covering the stories that matter to you. This week, we're in Leighton Buzzard, where we met Paul. Uh, Paul, well, Paul joins me in the studio now. Paul, you have an interesting story, don't you? Let's Let's start. You were in prison. Yes, I was. Um, yeah. Am I allowed to ask what you did? Um, yes, I'm quite open about it. Um, I was actually uh, convicted of an armed robbery offence. Wow, okay, so a very serious yes, offence. How long were you sentenced for? Um, I, I was in the end sentenced to um, four and a half years. Okay. Uh, and while you were in prison, you struck up a pen pal relationship, is that right? Yes, it was a bit of a strange one, um, admittedly. But, uh, yeah, I... Uh, Got to know one of the other legs, as you'd say, um, in there. And uh, I saw a picture of this girl one day, and I said... Hello. Who is she? Yes. Um, and can I write to her? So, hang on, what do you mean you saw a picture? What, was it, it was on one of my, my acquaintances' uh, cell walls. OK, right. Uh, to which he replied, well, actually, it's my sister, and uh, she's serving a four-year stretch as well. Oh, hang on a second. So, and this is Sandra, wasn't it? Yes. What, what had Sandra done? Well, she had uh, been convicted of uh, robbery. Okay. So, very, very, both of you, very, very naughty, and you, you, you appreciate that. Appreciate that. Oh, yes, without a doubt. Uh, so, you started writing to her? Yeah. Um, within a week, we were writing every single day, and it, although there's no post on Sundays, we were still writing on Sundays and getting a double litter. And were you doing the proper writing, when you sit down with a pen and paper and doing it? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no um, email... <laughs> It's hard work, isn't it? I, I, I tried to write, write a letter recently. It's quite hard work, isn't it, writing with a pen these days? Well, when you get plenty of time to uh, practice it with yeah. nothing else to do, you do get the time, chance to. How quickly did it go from just being uh, a nice chat to, to actually developing into a relationship? 
can actually say because it was um, just a natural progression yeah. and uh, it was, we got to talk more and more and more mm-hmm. and um, I then got uh, was in an open prison right um, and so was she and we actually arranged to actually meet up on day release really how so, so you, you you had day release on the same day where, where was where did you go then where did you first meet up well we actually met on platform three portsmouth harbour on august the 23rd 2003 wow you know dates you, oh. you know dates and everything well it's worth remembering yeah no definitely Safe grief when you met up with her the first time what did you think because quite often you can meet people you've been pen pals with and you're oh, blimey that was an old photo well I think that my first reaction was, oh my God, because on her way to the station, when she was changing trains, she'd fallen down the stairs and scraped her knees, so she had, <laughs> she's a bit bloodied and battered when I met her. OK, right, that's not a, a cracking first start. <laughs> uh, and uh, how long into your sentence was it that you both met? We were both um, towards, um, well, within the last six months of our sentences. OK. So we were, that's why we were in open prisons, with the gradual release into the community. And... You, you, you who, did you propose to her? Um, yet again, a bit of a strange one. Because yeah. um, uh, within a month of uh, our actual first date, yeah. we both got released. And by sheer fluke, uh, we were both released from opposite ends of the country to a um, to hostels within a mile of each other. Yeah. And so we just started dating. And a few months later... She came up to the hostel I was staying late at night and proposed to me. Oh, I see. And what did you think? Um, well, I've been served so long in uh, prison, it was a case of, well, it's only an extension to a sentence. It, worse, worse it's another it. institution. Dive straight in there, for goodness sakes. How long ago was that? How long have you been married now? Well, we actually, our uh, win anniversary is on the 6th of next month, and yep. we've been married nine years. Hey, nice one. Congratulations. You. Well done. You've got a little girl as well, haven't you? Yes, we how, have. How old is she? She's uh, three, Wonderful. going on 30. When you were stuck in prison, they are that age, aren't they? They're hard work. Uh, when you were stuck in prison, did you ever think that this, that, 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 you know, this, this awful situation, your, I guess your rock bottom that you'd hit, that it, it could lead to a, a completely positive turnaround in your life? Well, no, but the thing is, when you hit as low as you can go... There is only two options. You can either stay at that level or you can build up from that. Mm. And uh, it hasn't been easy. We've had many a setback. Um, there's been one person who needs a special mention because he's really championed our cause, and that's um, the local MP, Andy Salou. Mm. has been absolutely great. In what it. way has Andy Salou helped? Well, we've ha- just gone through a very um, traumatic period where we were having trouble with antisocial neighbours. Right. Um, the police were very reluctant to get involved and as it was i had a com- we had a complaint upheld by the ipcc right. but all through that i was um asking the mp to get involved and see if he can get to the bottom of it a complaint upheld against the neighbors uh, no the ipcc complaint was actually upheld against the police oh, oh against for, the police right sorry of course yes, yeah. yes 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 okay um for mistakes that they made okay. and apologies said and it was nice to be vindicated but uh, we've he championed all the way through us, helped us, and he's been one of the few people who Good actually believed us. Very quickly, Paul, there will be some people listening who, who think that when you go to prison, you should throw away the key, particularly for what you did. It was a very serious offence, that you should throw away the key, and, and things like pen pals and things like that, you, you shouldn't be allowed. What, what would you say to them? I would say that um, reform is part of uh, going to prison, and it's what you make of it when you get, get out. The sentence itself is a time for you to reflect on your actions 
and it's you release that you truly start the sentence that is when you have to prove everyone wrong unfortunately in this day and age very few people can do that because of the lack of support they get. Listen, here at BBC Three Counties Radio, particularly this show, we do like to give people a second chance, and you've expressed an interest, haven't you, in an ambassadorship. Where do you want to be ambassador of? Well, I mean, Leighton Buzzard. You want to be the ambassador of Leighton yeah, Buzzard? Yeah, quite gladly. I, listen, I am more than happy to embrace people with criminal records. It sounds like you've made a positive change in your life. Uh, your Excellency, you are the ambassador of Leighton Buzzard. Thank you very much. You have to live up to that role, though. That's not a problem. I will um, be letting everyone know which um, bar I will be setting my embassy Excellent up stuff. Well, I see it's going to be like that is it well listen congratulations well done to, to you and sandra isn't it yes. well done for turning your life around it's a really nice story thank you very much uh, and uh, well done for being the ambassador of leighton buzzard as well morning it's ian lee bbc three counties radio busy busy show lots to come in the last hour as well including more on this road improvement in dunstable improvement or disprovement this road-sharing scheme, what do you reckon? Any good? We're also giving away ambassadorships and king and queenships. If you want one, call up and let me know why you deserve it. Oh, and lots of other bits and pieces as well, particularly if you want to show off about the roles your kids or your grandkids have got in school plays. Let's see if we can assemble a full cast before the end of the show. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We are giving away ambassadorships of villages and towns throughout the three counties. There is also the chance to have a king or indeed a queen of each of the counties. Now, Jay is in Dunstable. Jay, you want to be the king of beds? Of course I do, yeah. Why, why do you think you deserve it? Well, I serve the community as it is. I'm a bus driver for uh, Luton and Dunstable. Right. And um, I drive on the busway. I'm up early every morning taking people to work. And I keep, I keep the economy running, I suppose, by taking people to work. And hey, did you hear about this lorry the other day that drove, the, drove up the busway? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Really? I, I was the one I, I reported it, yeah. I was the one that what a muppet! Oh, we've had worse than that. We've had motorcycles. We've had um, foreign foreign visitors that can't speak a word of English uh, drive up their car and blow both of their tyres out. How uh, often do you get something driving up there that shouldn't drive up there? Probably. What once a day? Really? Yeah. Fantastic. Jay, are you working now? I am. I'm pulled over in a bus stop at the moment. Oh, for goodness sake! You've pulled over in a bus stop to phone us. Well, no, you rang me. But, but is there anyone on your bus? Uh, no, not at the moment. Okay, fine. Well, in that case, Jay, listen, you can't. You are officially the king of Bedfordshire. Thank you very but much. But I warn you now, the, the king and queenship is different from the ambassadorship. Once you're an ambassador, unless there's a vote of no confidence, you pretty much stay ambassador. But the king or queen can be challenged at any point. If that happens, then we have to have a duel live on air. Okay. Sounds good to me. So for the moment, Jay, you've got the gig. It's the King of Bedfordshire, His Majesty himself, Jay of Dunstable. But anybody wants to challenge him, they can do, and there will be a duel live on air. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. I hope someone's keeping track of all these uh, 
Okay, excellent. Thank you, because uh, I'm, I'm getting lost already. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're talking about Dunstable because we, we had lots of calls about it yesterday. And we thought we'd have a look, and I'm glad we did, because it really is something special. Uh, the road layout has been changed, and uh, markings have been removed. And people living there are calling for the council to act before someone is seriously injured. The so-called shared space scheme, it's confusing both motorists and pedestrians. And some say there have been several accidents, including one involving a four-year-old girl. Well, Justin Daly has been there all morning. And Justin, you've had lots of people approaching you this morning, haven't you? Absolutely, and it's um, as, as I say, I'm right now on Court Drive. Um, I'm looking up and down this road. As I mentioned to you earlier on, there are roundabouts which don't look like roundabouts. You have a bus lane here. You have no road markings, and the key thing for me is that there's no traffic lights or zebra crossings, so so people can't get across the road safely. I think this next clip sums it up really. Here's somebody I spoke to yesterday, and he's been describing the problems here in Dunstable. I think it's ridiculously dangerous. This road is absolutely chaos. Tell us why. People don't know which side of the road to drive. I've seen a lot of uh, cars just sort of, um, they drive wrong side of the road. And there's no way, you know, like the zebra crossing. It's ridiculous. It's just absolutely, people start crossing while you're driving. And it's just really dangerous, I, I think. It's ridiculous. And seriously, you've actually seen people driving the wrong way up the road? The wrong side of the road. I have seen it. How scary is that to witness that? I absolutely, believe me, it's terrible to see, as you are a driver, seeing someone driving right, wrong side of the road. And people just can't cross, can they? Because if, if you look down there, there's no road markings. There's a bus lane as well. People cannot cross that road in, in safety. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, as I said, all of a sudden they, they come on the road and you think, oh my God, people jump in and then you s- suddenly break and then you see them, you know, just crossing the road. Just lastly, do you think the person who designed that road is an absolute idiot? I would say definitely. I could do better design than that. I'll tell you now. I don't know whoever's done it. You shouldn't do that. Simple as. Justin, you know, I think. Thank you very much uh, indeed for that. Well, 08459 455 555. I'm joined by Central Beds councillors Julian Murray for the Independents and Nigel Young, who's Conservative. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Julian, Good morning. what do you think of this shared space? Well, before I start, uh, can I say that, um, you know, uh, first of all, uh, Nigel, I'm not after political points scoring this morning because we both want the best for Dunstable. We're just coming at it from a different way. Um, well, I, I don't think Nigel and I will ever agree on court drive, um, so I shall put my case, which is similar to uh, the, the, um, the, the, the gentleman who was just speaking on your taped interview just now. Um, let's look at it, really. Uh, first of all, it's the road is too wide for this sort of thing, and it's a through route. And as I understand it from having read some stuff about this, um, these sort of schemes were not really designed for such busy roads. Um, it's cost £1.2 million net over the last 18 months, approximately. And that equates to about £34 per person for every man, woman and child in Dunstable. 
Um, a lot of the um, points that I was going to make had been made by the interview that was carried out. Do you think it's dangerous, Julian? I think it's dangerous. I've nearly got knocked down um, outside the... Uh, I was just crossing from the bus stop just uh, to, towards uh, uh, the, the, the shops and the theatre. Well, let's um, put those to Nigel. Nigel, we are getting... Julian there thinks it's dangerous. We're getting so many calls from people who think it's dangerous. We heard about a, a young lady that had been clipped by a bus. We've heard about all potential accidents. It is dangerous, isn't it? Uh, well, it, it hasn't been dangerous during the last year. I mean, as Julian's very well aware, uh, this is not a new road. Uh, this has been open for the best part of a year now, and there actually haven't been any accidents. But can I take a moment just to say... I, I dispute that, Nigel. The, the young lady who just got knocked, who, who got knocked down uh, earlier in the year. The young lady, Julian, who I probably wouldn't have mentioned, but as it's been mentioned, actually ran into the side of a stationary car, and 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 that's the that's the truth of it. The reality is that we have reduced speeds on Court Drive from in excess of 30 because we did speed surveys before the work was carried out to 19 miles an hour. And I was interested earlier, Ian, to hear Ray, the blind gentleman, who actually said, far from saying court driver's stage, he actually said he had no problems on court drive, that motorists were courteously stopping to allow him to cross the no, road. No, no, Nigel, 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 you've chosen to, to pick and choose. He said that, that, that some, would cro- some would stop in the bend, but then others would call and overtake. Have a listen, have sorry, a listen to... I don't want to correct you. He was talking... Well, I, but Nigel, I have to. He was talking about Nigel. Luton Road, Ian. Nigel, let's listen to what he said, shall we? Yeah, well, sure. if he could come down and see, I thought it was an offence for a car not to stop at a Pelican crossing. Now, if he wants me to go down with him and walk to the um, along Court Drive, I will do that. Or if he wants me to go to the Pelican crossing, I will meet him there and see the um, trap that we're in there, really. Would you go down to Court Drive with him, Nigel? Quite willingly, but his problem's actually Luton Road, Boscombe Road. Nigel, it was both. You're picking and choosing what you're hearing. I'm not not trying to... Nigel, you are, because I spoke to him. uh, I'll be happy to meet him, Ian. Okay, excellent. Well, you stay on after we finish this, and we will put you in touch with Ray, and we'll send you down there with uh, with one of our reporters. No problem We'll we'll find out. But we are getting lots of comments, Nigel, from people saying it uh, it is dangerous. Someone on Facebook says, what happens when it snows? Uh, we'll grit the road, Ian. Right, but they, they instantly... Uh, we, we grit the roads in advance based on overnight temperature forecasts. OK, so you can guarantee that road will never be covered with snow? I can guarantee any road will never be covered well, with exactly, snow. Well, exactly, Nigel. So what happens when it's covered with snow? Well, we'll do our best to keep it clear, Ian. Who has right of way, pedestrians or cars? Uh, the Highway Code, Rule 174, though to be fair that deals with road junctions, says when a pedestrian has started crossing the road, cars should give way. OK, that deals with road junctions. What about this stretch of road? Well, Ian, there's been two curtsy crossings on this road for, since time immemorial. One uh, at the diagonal from Asda to I Grove House, know one what in a courtesy, Place. I don't know what a courtesy crossing is or how it works. A Could you explain it to us? A courtesy crossing simply highlights a piece of road where pedestrians have a desire line. A desire line. What's yeah. that? So they want it's, to cross the road, but they don't have any right of way. They have. They have the opportunity to go from point A to point B. Nigel, that's any part of any road. We were yes, talking. It is. Yes, we were talking yesterday about how unsafe roads are and how people don't know the Green Cross Code. To not have a designated crossing on a very busy road sounds a little bit silly. 
Ian, if we can reduce speeds, which we have done, to 19 miles an hour, we make it much, much safer for people who might be, God forbid, involved in an accident. There have not been any accidents on Court Drive since it opened. Kay says on Facebook, the whole and this is just one of many comments, the whole layout is dangerous. Getting in and out of Asda's, you are taking your life into your own hands, and at the other end of the road, it's the same. It's ridiculous. But also on Facebook, Drake Hardcastle says... It requires the driver to be considerate and aware of pedestrians. You pick, you I drive down that road regularly. You're doing the same as me. No, you're no, picking no. a Facebook comment. Nope. Ian, I can't picked, change picked, people's perceptions. Picked, I can only deal with the reality Nigel, Nigel, of what you've has picked, happened. You've picked the one comment on Facebook that's in favour. I mean, I could sit here and read out uh, the other ten that are against it. Uh, well, yeah, OK, there aren't ten there. There's only seven, but I'm Ian, not trying Lena to be picky says, with you, Ian. Lena you're not says, giving me a chance to Lena Says, what the objective is in Lena says, Lena says, sorry Ian, he's talking rubbish. Not long ago a five-year-old was run over on this road. I've just said that isn't the case. Well, Lena says you're talking rubbish. Julian, what would you like to say to Nigel? Sorry? What would you like to say to Nigel, Julian? What points would you like to make? Uh, well, um, first of all, the, the, the last meeting I went to, um, it was reported that the average speed was 21 miles an hour, not 19, but obviously Nigel's got some later information. He was talking about the um, the diagonal crossing desire line between Grove House Gardens and, and the supermarket car park. Um, I have to say, because I've measured it, uh, and so is Michael from the fish and chip shop, I think he was speaking to him earlier, um, that that is the, the same width as six motorway lanes. And I wouldn't want to cross six motorway lanes uh, it, uh, under any circumstances if there was any moving traffic. Julie, we're running out of time. Nigel, you're right, I have been interrupting you, so the last 30 seconds are yours. I shall remain quiet, sir. Thank you, Ian. Simply, shared space is designed to change the way people roads, use roads and streets. We have reduced speeds on Court Drive, and we believe that were there any accidents there, God forbid, uh, that they would not be serious accidents. It's improved the environment for pedestrians and for motorists. And thank you for your courtesy in letting me say that. It's a pleasure, Nigel, and thank you for being a good sport. It's always nice to talk to you. Councillor Nigel Young there and Councillor Julian Murray, both disagreeing. He was right, I was interrupting a little bit, so it's, it's fair to let him have a full crack of the whip at the end there. A very, very important night for you tonight, JVS. Live yes. in concert. <laughs> what is it tonight exactly that's happening? Your taser special. My taser special. Yep. Yes, uh, I was, uh, you'll know, I have strong views on use of the taser. I believe so, yes. And, uh, I mean, if I had my way, more people would be routinely tasered. Yes, just to keep them in check. Um, yeah, well, I feel the police should have far more freedom to use their taser. So tonight I am hosting a taser spech in the Toco Youth Space in Luton. We have um, police officers, taser-trained police officers, yep. who will talk about it. We'll show the video when I went down into London to be taser-trained by the Metropolitan Police. I've heard some of the audio from that. Yeah. It is hilarious. hilarious. Taser him! Ta- no, taser him! Yes. <laughs> the police officer did say to me afterwards, yeah, I mean, it was quite good. You might have been a little bit too eager to taste. <laughs> I thought I was being well behaved. I would have tasered in the minute you I did, walked in. You did sound genuinely terrified when you when that fellow was having a go at you. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. He was absolutely massive. <laughs> he was enormous, this guy. Wonderful. I'm, he was huge. He was as kind of wide with yep. muscles yep. as he was tall. And uh, he was sitting there and he had this... They put him in this taser jacket you see right um as part of the the taser training so he was kind of imagine this mr michelin yeah. suddenly he pulls out a dirty great knife oh, on me oh blimey 
you know, and it's a real knife. So, it's a bit, well, I'm confused. Are people supposed to bring their own tasers no. tonight and throw no. them into a goldfish bowl? What happens? No, 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 there'll be none of that. We'll have the, uh, the lawyer, Sophie Kahn. Oh, she's good. She, uh, she's not very keen on use of taser. She's not very keen on you as well, it would say, from your previous encounters. No, that's true. No, I don't think she's very keen on me. So uh, she'll be there. We'll have taser-trained police officers. It will be a feisty debate. And lots of people coming as well. Is it sold out? Yes. Uh, I'm afraid if you you haven't responded to the email, then you can't come tonight because we're full. And what's happening? Are you recording this to, for a broadcast yes, at some point? Yes, it's going to be a future taser special on the JVS show before Christmas. Wow. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Who knows? Maybe you'll be getting one in your stocking. A taser? Wouldn't that be lovely? Oh, Dad, right. it's just what I've always wanted. Seriously. Yeah. I think everyone can sleep easy knowing that I chose broadcasting over being a police officer. Can you imagine? I'm, I hope it goes very well tonight. I'm sure it'll be a raging success. I look, I'm looking forward to listening to the, uh, the recording. I'd taser anybody I, running away from me. Yes, I was trying to move away because you're actually making yourself sound like a bit of a thug. So that's why I was trying to... Give him a zap yeah. in the back. Well, let, let's, let's just calm down. What's on your show today, my love? Coming up on the big phone in this morning at nine, is it immoral to live in a council house if you can afford to privately rent? This is a great story. Union boss Bob Crow earns £145,000 a year, but he lives in a council house at the taxpayer's expense. He's told journalists this morning he has no moral duty to leave despite his generous salary. Yeah. I was born in a council house, so I'll die in one, he said. Well, you might argue Mr Crow should rent privately so another needy family could use the home, or perhaps you think he has the right to stay there, and who are we to argue? Whether you're waiting for a council house yourself, you took the decision to move out of a council house when your earnings changed, or you just care about how your taxpayer's money is used. I want your view on the big phone in this morning from nine is it immoral to live in a council house if you can afford to privately rent mm. i guess the the counter argument to all of this is that if you say council houses are only for people who are very poor or who are on the breadline, yeah then where's the incentive to kind of get the job and go out there and better yourself if you know that ultimately after a couple of months they're going to say oh you're earning that much right out of that house we need that for another family uh yeah i, I understand what you're saying but i thought always thought council housing was there to kind of it was to help people who were in need of help wasn't it in the same way that benefits are there to help people who are in need of help until they get themselves into a position where they don't need help anymore presumably though bob crow must have been in need of help initially because yeah. I would imagine you can't be given a council house if you're earning £145,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. You yes. know, you'd like to think that they do a few checks on you and your finances. Mm. But if, let's say, you get given a council house when you're on your uppers and you give, you're given the house for you and your family and you then go out there and you get a job mm. and you start earning some, some money and after a couple of years you're earning £30,000, £40,000... Is it fair then for the council to turn around and say, ah, oh, right, well, you're now earning a reasonable salary yep. out that house. Point take your children out. You need to go and privately rent. Is that is that really fair? There's a big difference between £30,000, £40,000 and £145,000. That's salary and expenses and bonuses. There's all kind of things put in there, but that's a lot of money to be taking home a year. Well, from nine on 08459 is it immoral to live in a council house if you can afford to privately rent? Call 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, we're always hearing how the reason kids get into trouble and the reason they're fat is because they're bored. They don't get anything to do. So you'd think a proposal to build a multi-purpose sports venue in one of the most deprived areas of Luton would be welcome with open arms. Well, you're wrong. Planning officers for Luton Borough Council look set to reject the Dallow Development Trust's plan to convert a former factory unit in Hightown because it doesn't fit in with their plans for regeneration. The council's sporting trust, Active Luton, is also objecting. They already run a facility in the area. Well, Haroon Ahmed is from the Dallow Development Trust. Good morning, Haroon. Good morning, Ian. You, you already run one centre in the Dallow area of Luton. What activities do you offer? Right, um, yeah, no, we've been uh, running the centre for the last 10 years. The trust has been active, um, you know, uh, in the Dallow ward. And we're running various sporting activities as part of... Uh, the centres, um, a way of actually working with and having an impact on the health and well-being agenda as well. Um, they range from uh, a boxing club, uh, five-side football, and we're looking at introducing the concept of cage cricket, uh, which is a new concept, uh, a new spin-off towards, uh, in terms of cricket, in the Dallow Ward, and we would like to work in the Hightown area as well. Why, why Hightown? Why do you want to go to Hightown? We just feel that, I mean, Hightown is an area that we believe has no structured activities in terms of youth work. Um, especially, and yes, we are we are aware that Active Luton are doing some element of work there, but we don't feel they're they're meeting the needs and the requirements in the area, and we just feel that if any if there's any way that we can have an an insight into the high town area and work, we just feel that it would benefit the the town, the, the both areas, as well as you know for us because in terms of for what we have new is we would like to basically work on the concept of uh, indoor cricket which is greatly needed in this town. Uh, the whole pro- process looks a bit farcical, because we've seen emails saying that Active Luton support your plan, yet on the council website they're listed as an objector. Is that right? Do you know what, Ian? It's, it's very strange, and um, this is a question that we're, we're trying to ask and get answers for ourselves. Um, the fact is, there is, uh, you know, people listed on this, um, uh, uh, on, on this particular subject as opposing or objecting. Uh, when we've approached them and we've asked individuals and they've said, no, they've not objected towards um, this proposal whatsoever. The question is really why this is happening and unfortunately we don't have the answer to this. Uh, It's the LBC officers um, that have the answer to this. Uh, A decision has been made in January, is that correct? We hope so. We hope that the decision is made and it's in the benefit of the town. Um, We personally feel that this is not a planning issue. We feel this is more political. Um, and hence the reason why, you know, we have this um, obstacle. Now, like, again, we don't have the answers to this, unfortunately. It's the council, and maybe the council officers Harun, in particular. Listen, keep, do keep in touch, because we're keen to follow this story and, and, and see what happens. That's Haroon Ahmed uh, from the Dallow Development Trust. Well, one person who is supporting the plan is Jed, uh, Jed McRory. He's the owner and chairman of Swindon Town Football Club. Morning, Jed. Uh, morning, Ian. What, what made you want to get involved? Well, I grew up in Hightown when uh, I moved out from Ireland with my family uh, as a young lad. And uh, I grew up in Butterworth Path in the middle. And we had Hightown Recreation Centre at the bottom. And we had people that were around the community. They always helped the community and helped people uh, and, and younger lads within the area. So we had Hightown Recreation Centre then. And obviously that's been closed. Yeah. So you need, and, uh, need something there. We, we, we've covered Hightown a lot, and Hightown has suffered a lot recently with, with uh, prostitution and drug dealing taking place there. Uh, do you think something like a sports centre like this w- w- would help turn that around? 
Well, it's like, it's like I said, I think the only thing that we had as we grew up was the sports centre. But we, we, I mean, we also had the football club, like Ricky Hill, Brian Steen, and, and even Bill Tomlins at the time would come up to High Town and give tickets to the lads and try and engage them in sport. As John Ashton used to come around and, and get kids into boxing, and but the society's changed, as, as we all know, and uh, it appears High Town's changed massively. But I still believe the people are there that all support anything that that may come forward to try and help their kids but it's quite sad for me to come back I mean I come back on a quite a regular basis to see Adam to see that things are going the other way and people are starting to lose heart it, it's disappointing Why do you think the uh, planning officers are advising Luton Borough Council to reject the plan? Well they must have something I mean you can't just develop an area and not bring any sport in for kids uh, or any activities for even the older people, like walking football or something that's becoming quite popular. Obviously, we're doing it now more at Swindon and engaging a lot of the community centres. So it'd be interesting to see if they do reject it, what they're actually offering the people of Hightown. Jed, I really appreciate your time this morning. That's uh, Jed McCrory, the owner and chairman of Swindon Town Football Club. We'll be following uh, that story. Who knows, maybe in January we will be able to report some good news for the people of Hightown. Email 3CR at bbc.co.uk BBC Three Counties Radio Oh boy, oh boy, what a busy show we've got this morning. So, we'll carry on talking about Dunstable uh, this morning, the stretch of roads that, uh, well, Nigel Young, the councillor, did a, a sterling job of defending it. We're getting lots of angry comments about that, though. Some of you are furious about this stretch uh, of road. Let me read um, Penny's uh, message on Facebook, if I can get this computer to work. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR is uh, the thing. No, I can't. Could you get Penny? Penny's done... Is it there in my um, EMPS? Let's have a little look. Uh, where is my... Why is my computer going all... Ah, here we go. Penny, yes. Um, uh, uh, there's another one. There's a longer one somewhere. If you could get that one. My computer's gone all funny. Um, uh, Gwyneth says it's horrible around this bit Stop going that way home after I got overtaken Whilst doing the 20 uh, um, speed limit As he nearly took the back quarter of my car with him So much worse than it used to be Just some lines to split the sides If the road will make a huge difference to safety Especially new people using that road Um, uh, Adam says no accidents, pure lies What about a few months ago when a Range Rover Mounted the stupid concrete mini roundabout Joanna says, I actually drove on the wrong side of the road last week. It was awful. Denise says, it's just awful. My 80-year-old mother is so scared to cross there. Also, what on earth is happening to um, Dunstable? Just look at how everyone has to go right round the Sainsbury petrol station instead of driving straight forward on Dunstable Road. How could anyone call this progress? Ah, that's it. Thank you very much. Penny says, Ian, Councillor Young is talking rubbish. Desire line, courtesy crossing... Uh, th- these were phrases that, that Councillor Young used. Uh, have improved uh, and have improved for pedestrians are just few of the words that mean he has no real knowledge of what residents thinks. Plus, no ideas of reality of accidents. Five-year-old, lady clipped by bus, cars stranded on grass bits, and minute-to-minute confrontations with people, cars and buses. He needs to get his head out of the sand before fatalities occur regularly. I'm so angry at this total denial. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can we spread this as well to uh, disprovements, we're calling it, unimprovements, disprovements, where people have made, well, what they consider to be improvements on roads or to buildings or, 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 or anywhere, but have actually made things worse. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Also this morning, 25 minutes to celebrate, to celebrate 
uh, if your child or your grandchild has got a part in the school play. My little boy, he's one of only three uh, people in his class who's got a spoken line. He's a shepherd. He's opening the show? That's the best role, yeah? He's opening the show. He's setting the scene. Basically, you sit down. My boy is telling you what you're going to get. Then you make the decision. Do I want to stay? Do I want to go? If he sells it well, if, if everybody stays, that means my son has done his job properly. You know, and if he does his job properly, maybe next year he'll be Snowflake, Stroke, Reporter, uh, Narrator 4. That's like what your, my daughter. your girl's doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, she's proved herself last year, you see. So These are important important roles if you want to celebrate whatever your child or your grandchild is doing in the school play 08459 455 555 and if they haven't got the part they wanted phone up tell, tell us what they should have got kelly betts what are you doing in the school play this year i'm jesus do you have any lines no he i just pretend to cry excellent stuff indeed well we look forward to seeing that uh luann's in flitting good morning luann hello what did you say good night hello oh hello you're what are you doing you're all out of breath i'm scraping the car and i'm late for the kids oh forget the kids <laughs> who cares about though hey uh, how old are your kids uh nearly 15 nearly nine. Oh, have, have they got parts in school plays or are they too busy drinking hooch uh, i don't think they do school plays now oh flip it isn't that terrible my nephew he's cr- opening, he's gone mad. my nephew's opening his school play though oh really he's, he... he's narrator oh wonderful how old is he uh, he's five next week is on it, Sunday. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> As he practices lines in front of you. Oh, absolutely. Go on, give us, give us a bit. Go on. Um, uh, welcome to blah 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 school play, and then he goes into lots of things that oh. I don't really understand. There we go. It's probably about octonauts and Ben Ten. Don't oh, worry. Yeah, I, absolutely with him. Now, Luan, you've called in about something very important, haven't you? What is it you'd like us to do for you today? Well, I would be humbled and overjoyed if I could be ambassador for. Am- what makes you think you could do the job? What would you bring to the role? Well, I come from a very long line of Amptillians. I yep. was born in Amptill. I have a business in Amptill. I've been around for 43 years, and I, I, I'm proud of my town. Can OK, here's the thing. Can you get us the gossip on what's going on? I want all the dirty gossip and everybody. Can I get back to you that tomorrow? Because my kids are banging on their windows and the car's going, Mum, we're going to be late well, to school, and that's not really going to be a good good thing for me to be an ambassador and up till school if they're late, really, is it? L- Luanne, you, you may have just shown you're not fully committed. <laughs> Let's discuss this tomorrow, Luanne. Absolutely. Th- I'm with you, as long as it's before half past eight. OK, you... Uh, yeah. You see, thank you, Luanne. I don't, I don't think she's taking it seriously. I enough. don't think she's passed muster there, really. What's muster, by the way? Something you've got to pass. She's not passed it. I mean, no. if she, I mean, yeah, I know the kids getting to school. Her kids aren't in the school play. She's not really what we. I understand I, education, education, education is important. Yeah, but gossip, surely. No. Kelly comes first. Am I putting her on the list or what? No, no. Okay. We'll see. We'll no, see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I think we pretty much made up our mind, haven't we? The good thing about Luanne is she can see everything that's going on from her yeah, shop. As long as it's before half past eight. Well, yeah, there is that. Should I there pencil a, it in? Um, Should I pencil it in and then we can go over it in capital? Pencil it in, else? but put three big question marks after it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, if anybody wants to call up and be ambassador for Amptill, I mean, really, if you want to show okay. dedication above and beyond, 08459 455 555. These wrote, this isn't. Listen, I'm not just handing out airy, fairy, meaningless titles. At some point, at some point, we're going to have a banquet. 
with all the ambassadors and the kings and queens. It's going to be a royal banquet. So I don't want people, oh, I can't die because the kids are... No, no, no. I want full dedication to the cause. Sarah's in Long Crendon. Morning, Sarah. Morning, Ian. You've called in to show off, have you? Kind of, yeah. Away you go. Go on. Um, My youngest son, Jack, he's 12, is in secondary school, so they don't actually do a school play as such, but they are putting on a production of Grease. Oh. um, And although he doesn't have an acting role, um, he's playing the electric bass in the um, school band. Is he really? Yes. Oh, well, that's very exciting, isn't it? It is, yes. I'm I'm getting a bit sick of the, 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 the beginning frame of Grease here just the bass notes coming through the ceiling, but it's, uh, is, it's, is it's it, all good. Is he any good? Yeah, he's actually quite good. Yeah, he's, is, he's, he's not doing bad at all. His dad was a professional bass player, so oh. he's kind of got it in the jeans. That's the one, thank you. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you heard that so far coming through the floorboards? Oh, I'd say probably oh, it's got to be a good couple of hundred. You'll so never get sick of this. <laughs> Sarah, excellent stuff. What's his name? Jack. Jack, well done, Jack. When do kids start doing Grease at school plays? When do they start doing that? Mine, it was West Side Story. Uh, Yes, Kelly? One year at school, I was Gretel in The Sound of Music. Goodness. I've never Good seen role. the sound of music. That's I don't the know. If smallest child. The smallest child. You were, you were 18 years old at the time. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and I the am 16 year. going on 17. That's the only thing I know from the sound of music. Oh, and the hills are alive with, of course. Yeah. And then the following year, which was our, our production. Boy, our oh year, boy, I hope this story starts getting interesting soon. I played um, a wheel. A, wee- a wheel. A wheel. A wheel. Of a car. Of a, will of a carriage. Well, then why, why, why are you not saying wheel? I thought I was. You're saying will. Maybe that's why they made me do it, because I couldn't speak. So say it again. Wheel. Say, say it as you said it. I, I played a wheel. Say it, but say it properly. Just throw it away. Throw that word away. Wheel. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots going on in the last twenty minutes of the show. Can we get Justin on the line at some point? I wonder if I bet he's been in a school play. I can just imagine. Just sorry, Greece has just reminded me of Justin um, because that's what he is. Uh, I, I, I bet he's been in a school play. I'd love to see a picture of him in the school play, like a little shepherd with a tea towel on his head. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's the shepherd's costume, by the way. Lots to talk about in the last twenty minutes of uh, 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 of the show, so we can uh, throw out all of these one more time. We're talking about the roads in Dunstable, the shared highway. Any good? Or is it dangerous? And on the back of that, where where have improvements been made? Disprovements. Where have they been made? But actually, it's made things worse. 08459 455 555. We are giving away ambassadorships of towns and villages throughout Beds, Hearts and Bucks. So far, we've got Paul, is the ambassador of Leighton Buzzard. And the thing about Paul is, he's done time. That shows we don't discriminate. You see, we do not discriminate. Everyone is entitled to a second chance. Colin's the ambassador of Dunstable. Luan is probably not going to be the ambassador of Amp Hill. I mean, I don't want to do her down, but blimey, she was awful, wasn't she? Uh, and Jay is the king of Bedfordshire. You see? So that's, that's what we're dealing with. By the way, ambassadorships, they're pretty much uh, uh, annual, but the king and queen, they can be challenged at any point. 08459 455 555. And we're throwing cynicism to the wind today. 
to celebrate my boy and uh, Catherine's daughter being having pivotal roles within the school plays. Uh, phone up. If your kids are in the school play this year, 08459 455 555. Phone up and show off. Tell us what part they are. If you think they deserve a better part, then, then you, you let us know. You let us know exactly what role they should have. Clive and Dunstable says, The main problem, this is with uh, the roads, of course, is the assumption that anyone who drives there understands the system. Of course, this is not the case, especially with people visiting the theatre. I've been faced with a driver coming straight towards me on the wrong side of the road. You can go and have a look uh, at the uh, the picture, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Mike's in Ellsbury. Mike, you want to show off? I, I do, yes. Your your lovely assistant, Kelly, who has the, the sweetest voice on radio, said that she was Gretel in The Sound of Music. Yes. I don't think there was a Gretel in The Sound of Music. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Gretchen, the little one, but not a Gretel. Hang I on a second. She's confused with Hansel and Hang Gretel. on a second. It's getting, it, it, uh, can I just say, Mike... I do believe you are a pigeon and you are now surrounded by cats. No, hang on. No, you're a, no, you're a cat. Anyway, both of those women are angry. Yeah, Kelly Betts to you first. Mm. Uh, I was Gretel. That was her name and that's what people called me in the play. Where, where have you got this information from, Mike? Well, I'm a great Sound of Music fan. I've never seen The Sound of Music. Is it any good? Sure. The best film ever. Okay, and yet you think it's a Gretchen. I think it's Gretchen. No. Catherine Boyle is... Uh, she, she knows that as well. No, M- Mum is stepping in now. Go on, Mum. Mike, 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 Mike. Watch it again. I think you'll find you're wrong. I will. Oh, blimey. Oh, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I'm going to go. I've got to go on the internet. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Who's right? Is it a Gretchen or is it a Gretel? Mike, you're you're. Uh, if you've got this wrong, I'm afraid yeah. we're going to have to ask you to stop listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. Is, I think I can possibly cope with that. But <laughs> I don't know. Outrageous. <laughs> How rude, Mike. You sound like somebody, and I'm trying to think. Just um, just say, Mike, for me, uh, yeah. this week. On the South Bank show, we'll be looking at the sound of music. This week on the South Bank show, we'll be looking at the sound of music. It's Melvin Bragg, isn't it? It's Melvin Bragg. <laughs> Mike, Not listen. Melvin Bragg. <laughs> Mike, keep listening. He would know the right answer. <laughs> Didn't he sound like him? He did. Sound great, like what him. a great voice to have. Okay, right. Well, who'd have thought? This is the beauty of doing a show like this on Three Counties Radio. Okay. Tell Mike he can clip this for a trail. This is the beauty of doing a show like this on Three Counties Radio. We've got all of this stuff out there. We're talking about dangerous roads. We're talking about sports centres. We're talking about all kinds of things. The last 15 minutes of the show will be us working out whether it's Gretchen or Gretel in The Sound of Music. The phones have gone bonkers. Alice, is it Gretchen or is it Gretel? Gretel. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, let's see what the listener has to say. (laughs) Coming up, Gretchen or Gretel? You decide. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Thank you very much. Is it Gretchen or Gretel? Hey. Oh, dear. Uh, Kim on Facebook says, Ian, it's definitely Gretel. Melvin Bragg is wrong. Can we get that clip of him? The Melvin Bragg thing. Bragg thing. I thought, it, it didn't sound like him. What a wonderful, what a wonderful authoritative voice to have, to possess. Okay, a caller who's, who's, was it Mike? Was that his name? Mike. Called in and uh, there is now a huge debate as to where, whether it's Gretel or Gretchen. Kelly Betts was 
play I'm confused now. What, I, which one do you think it is, Kelly? Gretel. I played Gretel. You also played a wheel of a car. A wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Rosie's in Redbourne. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning. I, I can't <laughs> believe that this is what everybody's phoning in about. Go on, what's, what's, uh, what's happened? What have you got for us? It's definitely Gretel. I've seen the film billions of times. I've actually got the clip ready to play oh. on the air. Can you play it to us now? Yeah. Okay, away you go. Probably breaking some copyright here, but never mind. So that you can call them when you want them. I've never seen the film, so so him coming in with that authoritative voice is Gretel. There you are. <laughs> well, Rosie, Rose, thank you so much for that. I mean, I, 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 I'm disappointed that Melvin Bragg has let us down so much. <laughs> Rose, I appreciate that. Well done. That was above and beyond. Excellent stuff. You ever seen The Sound of Music, Just? Um, a long, long time ago. It's um, probably um, a couple of hours that um, I sadly lost in my life. I've, I've never seen it. All, all I know, really, is The Hills Are Alive With and I am 16 going on 17. That's it. Can't you do The Hills Are Alive for us this morning? Come on. Uh, do, uh, Put the echo on. Okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Come there on, Phil. Hang on, here we go. <coughs> here we go. The Hills Are Alive With the Sound of Music Oh, I'm in Caddington. Can I get um, your reaction to that, good people? Thank you. Oh, how disappointing. Justin, mm. what, what are you there for? What have you got? Well, your brief was this morning, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you said uh, go out and find a parent whose child is in a Christmas play. Is that, that correct? That is absolutely correct. We are celebrating children who are in their school plays. Mm. We're letting people show off a bit today. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of sticking to the brief here. I'm live in Caddington with Vicky. Vicky, good morning. Um, you're live across Beds, Hearts and Bugs. Uh, first of all, how old is your son? He's 23. 23 years old. He's at university. What's he studying, and what what Christmas play is he about to appear in? He's doing a biology degree at Cardiff and he's in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And what's he playing? Father Christmas. Um, I'm slightly confused. Uh, Where does Father Christmas fit into this? I'm not sure. It's an adult version. I know there's a bit of whipping involved, but... Oh, right. Whoa, whoa! Hang on a second! (laughs) An adult version with with whipping involved? Mm. Exactly. Um, I've seen the publicity photographs. It looks rather, um, keep it clean, but it looks rather filthy, this show. It looks a bit racy, yeah. yeah. I don't know any more than that. I'll have to go and have a look when it's on, but yeah. Are you going to be going to watch as a, as, as a proud mother? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> He's always been a bit uh, theatrical. Mm. Interesting. So there you go, Ian. You, you sent me out. You said, uh, find me a parent whose child is in a Christmas play, and I've um, done just that for you. Have you ever been in the Christmas play, Just? Oh, a long, long time ago. And do you know what? This is really, really sad, because this should really mean something to me, but I honestly can't remember. Yeah. My mum's probably sitting at home right now, screaming at the radio, but I can't remember the play, and I can't remember what I was doing. I seem to remember, at some point, being, um, I think I was a king, and there's a picture of me 
kind of being a king, but I don't quite know what I had to do. I can see you being a king. Vicky, what about you? When you were younger, what about your Christmas plays? Can you remember what you played? Always the narrator. I must have been boring, because I always got the narrator part. <laughs> and now your son's being whipped all these years. <laughs> all the, yeah, he's making up for it, isn't he? There you go. She's a character, isn't she, old Vicky? Brilliant. Yeah, Vicky, are you asking, is she proud of her son being in a, in yeah. a fetish play? You're, you're proud of your son being in a, in a fetish play, aren't you? Very proud of him. Yeah? Yeah, whatever takes your fancy, yeah. Now, when you go... Would you mind? <laughs> would you mind taking a few photographs for uh, for me and Ian? For research Not a problem. purposes, I can send you some publicity shots so you can yeah. see it as yeah. well, and like some that. backstage ones as well. Yeah, steady yeah, on, yeah definitely. On, purely for research. There you go. In fantastic, <laughs> Justin. Excellent stuff as always. Thank you very much uh, indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Lynn, you're in Wolverton and you want to show off this morning. Go on, Lynn. Hello, and I'm in Bletchley, not Wolverton. Oh, for goodness sakes. Uh, right, Kelly Betts, that's £5. That was me. Right, well, Kelly Betts, that's £10, Doc, for, <laughs> from your uh, wages for grassing up a colleague. Catherine Boyle, that's that's £5, Doc, from your wages. Soz. There we go, indeed. Uh, Lynn in Bletchley. Right. Can we, can we say... Of all, can I'm we say it with Gretel. Lynn, can we, can we say Wolverton, just because it's on my screen and it no, makes no, it... No, I'm Bletchley. I know you're all Bletchley. I know, but it just makes it easier for me and the system if we say Wol... Wolverton, can we, can we, we, could you be the ambassador for Wolverton? No. Uh, really? Not, I'm Bletchley, I'm Bletchley-Ike. Okay, all right, so Lynn in Bletchley, Wolf, you want to boast about your child? Well, uh, mine have all left school and married and everything now, but first of all, my granddaughter, we went to see her in a play, she was one of Fagin's gang, and... Oh, yes, fantastic. Uh, that's fantastic. And when my, my children were at school, it was all the nativity plays. I had three of them that were shepherds. Yeah. One was a king, and my daughter, she she played Mary. Oh. Well, not at the same time, but the youngest one, he he won't forget his because a girl behind him pushed him off the stage. Yay! Yeah, you go, you see. That's what's wonderful. And listen, this is my first time seeing one of my kids in a school play. I mean, so the, the, the eldest had a little a couple of lines in a harvest festival. This is a proper, full-on school play. What's the feeling like, Lynn, when they're up there? Unbelievable. You'll never forget it. I'm very, very excited. It's wonderful. You'll be so proud. Lynn in Wolverton, thank you very much. Well, no, Indeed. But <laughs> you're all being very good sports this morning. Thank you so much. Samantha has texted in, my six-week-old son has been asked to be the baby Jesus in the nativity play. Wonderful. Wonderful. How exciting is that? Ricky's in Dunstable. Good morning, Ricky. Yeah. Good morning, Ian. Ricky, what, what can I do for you this morning? Listen to you and Jonathan Bernard Smith on that taser uh, training he done. Yeah, he's, 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 he's fully trained on the taser, yes. That, that, well, they ought, they ought to make an Xbox game out of him doing it. You know, you just see how, you know, how, how, they, how they walk down the road, he's, he's, he's pretty hot on the Xbox and that, with a taser gun in his hand, and walking down the street and that, and seeing somebody eating fish and chips and saying to him, taser him, taser him, or somebody else having a, have a cup of coffee, taser him. You did see that, can't you? I can't see I, I would certainly pay top dollar for, for, yeah. for J, a JVS taser game. Yeah, it would make a lot of money. It would make a lot of money. And it, it, I, you what, you just go and taser people indiscriminately because they were looking at you the wrong way or they were drinking he, a herbal tea? He would, yeah. Yeah. He's got a dark side to him, hasn't he, JVS? Yeah, he has. <laughs> He's a very dark side. It's a brilliant game, though. But you know the way they walk in it? Well, up and down and all that business. They do, they do walk up and down in those computer games. And also, I, I, he does look a little bit... I don't know if you know what JVS looks like. He yeah, does look a little yeah. bit... He looks a little bit like Mario, doesn't Super Mario? <laughs> well, yeah, he All he needs is a big curly moustache, and he, he'd be Super Mario. Well, he would, yeah. He could put it on a, 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 a in, in the game, couldn't he? he you, exactly, Ricky. I, exactly. 
Good point. Well made. Perfect caller. You see, perfect caller there. That's what you need. I would. <laughs> I can't just imagine a video game of JBS tasering people. Uh, I'm looking for. If you're going to his uh, his show tonight, well, lucky old you. It's it's the hottest ticket in town. There's no denying it. So lucky old you. Uh, just just be warned. I know the temptation is great, but there will be police there. So I suggest you try and find another window. If, <laughs> if you want, I'm encouraging the listeners to assassinate. I don't mean that in the slightest. Uh, listen, thank you everybody who took part in the show this morning, particularly this gentleman. This week on the South Bank show we'll be looking at the sound of music. It's Melvin Bragg, isn't it? It's Melvin Bragg. It was Melvin Bragg calling in. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Don't forget you can still go to Facebook and have a look at the uh, picture of Dunstable and leave your comments there. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Or you can send me an email at any point you want. Ian.lee. I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at BBC dot co dot UK. Particularly if you want to send in uh, some emails if you want to be an ambassador or indeed a king or a queen right that's it that's your lot thank you to everyone who took part a really feisty fiery show this morning we'll try and have more of the same i'm off that's it back tomorrow at six until then from me ta-ta local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio thank you ian